now, introducing a man whose sole mission in life is to find the perfect chip, corn or potato. When reached for comment, he said, it has to be the perfect combination of savory and spicy. I want to feel every saliva gland in my mouth overflow. I thought that the new Doritos Tangy Pickle had a shot, and I expected to be overwhelmed, but I was simply whelmed. Just not enough pickle dust. He may have inadvertently stumbled onto his new wrestling pseudonym, Pickle Dust. He is Glenn Clark. This is a, a lengthy intro today. He kept kind of going. <laughs> you know, I was wondering what was next. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. Uh, Papa Cass is back with us this morning, our friend Cassidy. Uh, we'll have a Cassidy's Top 5 a little bit later on. Much to do on the program today. Coming up in a bit, we will uh, chat with uh, Doc Holliday, former Rams running back and now uh, the host of the Rams podcast on the Believe Network. We'll preview the other side of Super Bowl 56. We covered the Bengals yesterday. We'll cover the Rams today. Also later on this morning, our weekly chat with Patrick Stevens, College Hoops, College Lacrosse, and uh, then later on in the show, I'm very excited. Our friend Spira Marikas, the play-by-play voice of the Towson Tigers, will be back in studio with us as um, – you know, Spiro and I like to have uh, adult music conversations. Um, in the past, we've had a lengthy conversation about whether or not the song Kokomo by the Beach Boys actually sucks. Uh, we did an entire debate the last time he was here about uh, who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, last week, the uh, the list of nominees for uh, induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year was announced and Spear and I are going to debate that list. And with that in mind, I shared it already on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. I want to know, and I want you to separate, because this is what I'm intending to do, and I haven't really told Spiro uh, fully this, so I hope he's prepared for it. I want to separate the, the group of nominees into three categories. I want to know who you have strong feelings about, mild feelings about, and no feelings or negative feelings about from that list. Um, and we will share that, and we will have a conversation about that this morning. But tweet me, at Glenn Clark Radio, and tell me how your list breaks down. So that's what's coming up on the program today. Actually, I, I should probably play the game where I ask Cassidy if she's even heard of some of these people. Mm, have you heard of... Uh, have you heard... Well, I mean, you've heard of Eminem, obviously. You, you're familiar with his work. Yeah. You've heard of, um, I'd like to hope you've heard of Dolly Parton. Yes. Okay, so we're two for two, doing well. I'm going to guess you probably haven't heard of the New York Dolls, for example. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, have you heard of A Tribe Called Quest? No. I'm very sad. That makes me very, very sad. Have you heard of Beck? Okay, no. we're doing well. How about Where Lionel? I got two turntables and a microphone. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, there we go. Songs. songs. L- Lionel Richie? Yes. Okay, all right. The Eurythmics. No. Okay. Uh, you know, we've, I've accomplished what Sweet I need to accomplish. Sweet dreams yeah, yeah, I've aco- I've Okay, then yes. That's I've accomplished what Thank I've, you. That's I've all I have accomplished needed. what I needed to accomplish here. Um, we're not gonna. We're not gonna have Cassidy be the center of our conversation about <laughs> it's the Billy rock Bob. And roll it's gotta be. Thing. It's gotta be true or false. The man's holding up some fingers. True or false? True. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so anyway, we'll do that a little bit later on in the show uh, as well. I, you know what? I don't have a lot to say sports wise this morning. I will. I was of course watching the Suns game last night. That was what uh, I was invested in. I don't think anybody else around here really cares all that much. Uh, I did also watch the USA-Canada women's hockey game. I was so excited about it, right? Like, I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. And um, 
it kind of ended up being a bit of a butt kicking as Canada won 4-2. to two. It was a moment where the U.S. went up 2-1 in the second period, and I'm all like, hell yeah! I was like uh, waving the flag around by myself in the midnight. I was doing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out so well. They, Canada scored three more goals in the second period. Like the USA went up in the span of five minutes. Canada scored three times. So I was like, wow, great, including they, um, on a, they were shorthanded. The U.S. was on a power play, and Canada got a goal. Wow, they were shorthanded. Not ideal. Not ideal. What's it like? Have you ever been a uh, man up in soccer and given up a goal? No, I don't. I don't think so. No. No. Yeah, that would be pretty, be pretty, pretty, pretty brutal, right? Yeah. It would be a pretty. I think that'd brutal, be the end of my career. The end of your career. Yeah. Well, it's ha- it's definitely happened. Like I would like not for me. Okay, it's still it's happened in the sport. I would Probably like to hope that you wouldn't sport. just quit. <laughs> just because you gave up a goal, old I'm just man. Saying, be mortified. It would not be good. I obviously, need some time away. You would need to decompress. Yeah. <laughs> Think about your life. Reconsider all of the decisions that you've made. Boy, wow, that is overwhelming. That yeah. is really yep. overwhelming. Um, I wouldn't need to do that. And hockey, obviously, it's far different because it's not ten on eleven. It's it's four on five, and it gives you more open ice. And the USA, of course, was being aggressive and trying to get a goal, and ended up turning the puck over and led to a breakaway. They committed a penalty and Canada scored on the penalty shot. And that was that. It was a real bummer for those of us that were watching and thinking to ourselves, boy, this should be a pleasant, Ugh, not fun. But it didn't really mean all that much because they were both going on to the medal round anyway. So there will presumably be another USA-Canada showdown in these Olympics. And that will be what will determine most likely who wins the gold medal. Going back to the Suns real quick. Didn't they won something like 17, 18, 19 games? Early in the season. Early yes. in the season. And did didn't, they, didn't they win like 11 or 12 in a row recently also? Uh, they had a road win streak going. I don't know. I don't think it was an overall so they're win nine, streak. So they're 9 and 1 in their last 10. I yes, think, they're quite I, good. I think they had 11 or 12 wins in a row that wasn't just a road streak. Uh, they might. Mm, I, I remember there being a road streak. I don't remember there being another overall win streak, but they might have. I mean, it might have, and it just didn't get as much attention because it wasn't as long as the early one. I they're an impressive team. Yes, they're very good. Oh, is that your take? Is that yeah, your... Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there yeah, you go. Oh, well, I was trying any, to find... When they were in the middle of that second long... Any other, any other hot takes for us this morning? Jordan Paul? Spieth can't close. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got attacked again Everybody last all night. all worked up about that. Um, oh, well, no, I tried to find a yet. tidbit on that to see who um, had, like, the, like who had multiple 10-game winning streaks in the NBA in uh, a season, but I couldn't find it. Well, and I assure you, you don't need to do with Suns-themed... Uh, it's, it's only me. It's an audience of one I in those circumstances. Actually, there's somebody else I know who's a Suns fan. Is it Matt Pine? Is Matt Pine a Suns fan? I feel I'm like there's somebody sure. else. My buddy Chris DeShiel, um He's quite a cinephile. Uh, he masquer- yeah, Matt is. He masquerades as a uh, Suns fan every now and then. And I mean, I've got other Suns fans in my life, but just not people that I think would be listening to this program. So we don't need to cater towards the things that I like, or else we would largely do a show about pickles. That would be what the show would look like if it was just about... And by the way, now that I think about it... <laughs> I'm not opposed to reconsidering whether or not maybe moving forward this show could just be about pickles. You know what I would like today? If I could just talk about things that I wanted to talk about. Have you watched the uh, Tinder Swindler on Netflix? No. Whoo, buddy. I would encourage you to spend some time with that thing. Wow. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a movie that's more like a documentary. Um, It is a story of a, a gentleman from Israel who conned young women on Tinder into believing that he was the son of a diamond tycoon and got lots of money away from them. Lots. So this is like the new version of the I'm an 
Israeli prince send me money. So yeah, I can, but that was. I feel like it was more. It was more of an African prince thing. Oh. I feel like they didn't really go. This was he legitimately found like the name of this diamond mogul. Uh, Laviv was the name of the diamond company, and he portrayed himself as Simon Laviv, the son of the king of Laviv diamonds, and managed to to dupe multiple women into believing this was true and then he turned out to be a fraud i you know i, w- I actually had a thought as i was watching it to talk about like things that proved to be like sports frauds for example i was effing obsessed with mike jones when he showed up to play basketball at the university of maryland i thought he was going to be better than juan dixon because he had this unbelievable shot the problem was he did not care for defense he never thought that he needed to play defense and so gary williams said you're not going to play that much. Now, this guy was a McDonald's All-American. This guy was one of the most ballyhooed recruits that Maryland had landed in years, and he barely saw the floor. And I was so duped that, like, I went out, because this was also in the era of the rapper Mike Jones. I went out and, like, bought Mike Jones T-shirts, and I was all in. Like, I was I was, I was, you know, yelling out, who, who, all the time. I mean, I was so excited about Mike Jones. And uh, it didn't work out. So I thought about going that route. But then I actually thought about like stories of being actually swindled. Like I, I have had it happen to me. Not certainly like these young ladies did. And this is always the conversation when you watch something like this where you're like, I know you're the victim and I feel very bad for you. I know you are. I know these women were victims of this terrible person. But at the same time, at some point in watching it all unfold, like you never said to yourself, maybe I don't take out a loan to send him $25,000 to protect himself against his enemies? Maybe that's not something I do. Why would he need your Listen, money? Isn't he a diamond tycoon? Uh, they, he had, again, he had enemies, and his enemies had gotten after him and frozen his accounts. And so he had to borrow money from you, and he was going to pay you back, and even sometimes he would make it look as if he had paid you back until you found out that... You know those payments are fraudulent. It was. You should go watch. It's. It's. It is. It is wild. It is a wild watch. These are very attractive young ladies that were duped by this gentleman. Like was these he were attractive. Eh, I didn't. I didn't see it, but at the same time, there's a lot. I don't really see it in Pete Davidson, and of course, he's like the thought of as the sexiest mm-hmm. man alive. And so. this guy was what supposed to be this big shot, so I guess it did help. Yeah, that was part of it. Like he was yeah. living the lifestyle, I and so you're like, oh, okay. If he, if he. Like he's hanging out the, in Mykonos. The son of a diamond tycoon. He probably had a picture that was a nice looking man. No, no, no. They met him. Oh, they, like, oh, like oh, he they would did. fly to meet him, meet them, spend time with them. Like this was a real. This was a elaborate. Oh, this was an wow. elaborate. Ruse. So this isn't like Instagram. This is what like, the gentleman looks like. He's DMs. he's fine. He's a, you know. Oh. He's, he's, oh, you see. No, him. he's like, attractive. I don't. Th- I don't feel like he's more than. I feel like he's largely an average looking Wait, man. But put together that he's like yes he dresses he, he well dresses and he lives well. the lifestyle he's nice i can see how women yeah would find i him think he's he looks fine. clean he's like clean. <laughs> he's yeah, he's clean he's clean he's like a pretty boy sure. but that's the that, standard like these that, days he's really? clean you find that you're like that's a, i think that's a child he looks yeah. like uh-huh. he looks like he bathes i'm into him. yeah right <laughs> he no, appears to put on deodorant in the morning all right good for you well, I mean, I mean shoot, he, I might, get he like, might get in touch with you on Tinder at some point. Hey, I get like five Don't DMs give him $25, a day $1. that's like, hey, do you want to be my sugar baby? And then it's like, just I'll PayPal you. We, and I'm like, women wow. have a very different life than we do. 
I do not get the sugar baby. Uh, Half of them DMs are women and not men, though. Oh, I get more women in my DMs, like telling me that they'll give me money because you're an athlete. You think? I have no idea. That's very interesting. I literally have no That's clue. Very interesting. I would spend some time with the uh, the Tinder swindler. It's uh, it's worth the watch. I, I I had a woman offer to be a sugar mama for me about oh, ten yeah? years ago. Yeah, um, but she was not my cup of tea. No, and so oh, that's a real shame. I, I celebrity she most resembled. Sell my Give me the celebrity she most <laughs> resembled. Oh man. Yeah. Um, you actually might know her. Oh, oh. Her name is Heather. Ooh, I don't, I don't. She we're is, not gonna. We're, I don't want to put too much more yeah, out we're, there. We're, yeah. She is a mother. Okay. Of a former Orioles child. Uh huh. The mother of a former Orioles child. Yes. That doesn't do it for me. I'm yeah, that's that's all I'm willing to say all right. to, to say about her. All right. Well, we'll think about that one. We'll marinate on that for a little while, and <laughs> real we'll revisit it. We will marinate on that. Very nice person. Subject. She and I, she and I are friends. Just I did was not romantically interested. in But her she wanted you to like m- move in and like sort of be her project type of situation. She pr- gave me all of these promises. That, um, this is, I don't I don't this is a very weird I got a I got a weird vibe from this but kind of on you too a I mean, little it, bit it's kind of like I don't know it's it's a popular thing and I think society is it a popular yes, thing there's multiple apps that you can go that literally are like for like women to join and men will just talk to them and it's like I will pay you money through this app to like for you to just talk to me like it's like like they all have preferences. Like for instance, like some guy could be like, "I just want you to treat me like I'm your husband," and you're like, "Hey, honey, how's your day going?" Or, "How how was work?" Or something like that. Because they don't have someone, and they're like, "What fifty? And they like want to feel something. So then you get paid to just talk to old men. It's a like it's actual. Act. You sound like someone who's considered it. I, I gotta be honest. With <laughs> no, you. I'm not gonna lie. I've you're talking been, like you, someone. Yeah, I looked into it. Maybe like even flirted with the idea of doing it. Very much so. Like right on the tip of the edge. Like oh just my. right about to jump into oh it. Oh my! That Come those on. people that, that send their great. pictures of their feet to people for like a hundred bucks. Again, now that picture. one. Okay. Now that actually, I disagree. That sounds. Like or if if somebody wanted to offer me money for pictures of my feet, like I'm taking pictures of my by a hundred percent pictures of my feet, man. You can do whatever like, you want to do. I with have them. no so problem weird. with Google having my feet. I don't. I don't <laughs> okay. care. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care if the internet has Cassidy Butler's feet. Like it doesn't bother me. We've derailed. Yeah, we really have. I, well, it's okay. It's 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 Super Bowl week. There's there's nothing more to say about the game. We've been there already. I definitely dated a girl who was like when in the infancy of selling your underwear online. She was like, why wouldn't I do that? And I'm like, I don't really have an answer. I don't, I genuinely don't have an answer as to why you wouldn't do that, right? Get rid like, of old underwear. Yeah. Get money to, to buy new underwear. It doesn't seem it like, sounds amazing. it doesn't seem like a terrible idea. As long as they're not getting like too much personal information out of it, as long as they're not like getting, as long as they have no access to you in any sort of way, I really don't understand. Now, I don't understand why anybody's spending money this way. Like that's a bigger problem and you should probably seek help. But like, if it exists and you can profit off of it, I when this girl presented to me, I'm like, I'm not I am by no means trying to talk you out of it, right? Well, like plus does it mean that like you're gonna spend some of that money on me? Like that sounds great. <laughs> One of my best friends was in the Air Force and he lived in Japan for a couple of years and he told me they had vending machines over there that sold women's used panties. I 
I don't get it at all. Not, I'll never understand. It's a fetish. It. I'll never and understand. And it is a large community. Like you wouldn't think so. You think it's like rare, but Big like I just remember. I just remember that your mother listens to this show every day. She Cassie. hears all this right, all, right. all the time. Enough. My mom enough. listens too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but you've never actually sold your panties on the internet. You don't know have, that. have I? Right. Neither have I. I had a wild twenties, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you go. That's what we're doing on the program today. <laughs> Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I got to change the description. Today's show is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Of course, that's where you should be for the big game this Sunday. The live betting, man, that's it, it changes everything when you can participate in live betting. It's a world of difference during the game because everything changes. You watch all the lines change, then something that you felt really strongly about, suddenly you've got better odds on. You're like, i got to race back up there. i got to get to one of those 51 self-service kiosks or the betting windows in order to put my money in. It is such a different experience. Message them right now, events at sportssocialmd.com. Find out if they still have maybe a spot or two left for you for the big game. Live casino and hotel in Hanover. And of course, if they don't like have, you know, tables still available, you can still go. You can still be there and hang out in one of the bar areas um, to watch the big game in the FanDuel Sportsbook on Sunday. A couple of things quickly. One, um, I, I have people ask every year, you know, you guys, have you ever thought about going back to do the Super Bowl? Yes. Of, of course, it's a conversation we've had a few times. I, I uh, uh, let me say two things. One, the biggest reason why it's it's not really practical for me any longer is because of my play-by-play schedule, and it would actually cost me money to go. So I've kind of said, if the Ravens aren't in the Super Bowl, I'm just not going to do it. Um, n- not that I I wouldn't, or not that there wouldn't be a dollar figure that could get me to do it, but it's just the reality of my life. It it would end up being a money loser for me in order to do it, and so it's just not not worth it in the same way. If I did it, I want to like try to. To do it the way that we used to do it, where we'd sort of broadcast it all day and we would sit in on each other's shows. Like, I'd want to be able to do it for real, and that's real work. I mean, that I know that sounds crazy, like you're just hanging out and, and talking on the air and talking to famous people. I know, but it's still real work, believe it or not. It's still real work um, when you're there chasing things down. So I, I would just need it to make sense in order to do it again. I, um, I It's also going to be changed in a little bit of a way... <sighs> I'm totally fine. You know, Drew and I used to go. We'll talk more. I think Drew's, Drew even said he might come in tomorrow. Let's double check on that. Uh, Drew and I will probably talk about some of our memories uh, tomorrow. But, you know, you, you you get a lot of duds. There'd be an awful lot of duds during the course of the week and things that you just sort of had to suffer through. And there'd be like a handful of conversations that you really enjoyed. And in order to get those, you had to go through all the duds. So I know you guys enjoyed it. And I'm not saying I'd never do it again. It's just not something that's a priority for me right now because of other things going on in my life. Also, having young kids, a lot of those that, that change. When they get five years older, I might say, get, get, the, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> get me out immediately. Of course, this, as it turns out, this might have been a good week for them to go with both of them being sick. So might have been a time for me to have said, maybe I get out of here. I'm still fine, by the way. I keep testing negative. Both my kids. Both my kids got COVID. I keep testing negative. All good. So I don't know how it works. And my wife is just, we're not even testing my wife anymore. We're just sort of assuming that she's got it. We're just sort of like, she's the one that's hanging out with them. So we're just sort of working under the assumption that she's got it and going that way. Um, From Dave. Dave said, Glenn, wondering what you thought about the Glovey Smith hire in Houston and how it might impact the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um, I don't think it'll have any impact whatsoever is my answer. Dave, I don't think it will have even a small impact on the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um, 
you know, somebody would point out the irony of the timing that in this cycle, literally not a single minority coach had been hired until after Brian Flores filed a lawsuit, and then all of a sudden on Sunday, two of them were. I, it, it's it's certainly weird that it's Lovey Smith. I mean, like that's it's bizarre. Um, you know, had some success with the Bears, had no success at Illinois whatsoever. Um, it's weird. There's there's no getting around that. It's a weird hire, but it's the Houston Texans. I mean, everything they do is weird. I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's it's no. It's weird that you would fire David Cully to hire Lovey Smith. Like that makes. I, I have no idea. I mean, it's insane. Everything about the Houston Texans is bat s insane. But the impact that it has on the lawsuit, like, do you think that the Texans hiring uh, Lovey Smith proves that um, there's been no racial uh, bias when it comes to head coaching hires? Come on. I mean, we're not. We're, we're not that stupid, are we? I mean, we're not that naive. I don't. I refuse to believe that. Um, it just won't. It will not impact that in any way. So. That's all I can say. So many people, so many people read uh, Brian Flores' statement about it and felt like he was taking a shot at Lovey Smith. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he was trying to explain why it was that didn't change anything that he had said in the lawsuit. Like that, nothing about one coaching hire changes all of the many the merit of all the other things that were said during the course of the suit. So, I just don't think it has any impact whatsoever. Let's uh, dive back into the Super Bowl. Yesterday we previewed the Bengals. Now let's take a look at the Rams. Joining us, tell us a bit more about the Rams, is a former Ram. Now he's the host of the Believe Network podcast, Believe in Rams. He is Doc Holliday, and he's with us here on GCR. Doc, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Of course, man. Thank you all for having me. You know, Doc, we saw the Rams here in Baltimore a few weeks back, and you know they 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 weren't all that overwhelming, right? They tried their damnedest to lose to Tyler Huntley that day in Baltimore, and and damn near did. Um, at the time, I think a lot of us, especially when you back that up with what we saw in in Week 18, and them losing to the 49ers, which we thought was kind of a statement game for them. What clicked? What has changed? over the course of the playoffs for the Rams to be in this position now as Super Bowl favorites? You know what? I don't know if anything really clicked. The fact of the matter is the Rams are a very schizophrenic team. They play well. They play good. They play tough. They play like to the level of the talent they have. But then they'll go through moments where you're like, who the hell are y'all, man? What are y'all doing? Why y'all not physical? Why y'all making these mistakes? So the fact that what we've seen from the Rams the last three weeks in the playoffs is that team that started the season. We're clicking. We're confident. But they do have more weapons now than what they had at the beginning of the season. Sure. You know, we lost Robert Woods. Odell Beckham Jr. has come on, and Ben Miller has come on and finally got his, you know, his feet up under him and his health. And that's the thing about it. I think Matthew Stafford winning that first playoff game and then the Rams having to tough out a win against a team that physically just punks them, uh, the 49ers, I think that gave them a whole bunch of confidence. And right now, I think they understand and know that they can win offensively if they have to. But if the offense isn't doing well, they can win defensively if they have to. But if that doesn't work, they can count on Matt Gay knocking down big kicks. So I think that's where they are. It's really like a mental mental roadblock they've overcome. Uh, you know, you point out they have a few more weapons. Obviously, what's, what sort of stands out there is uh, Odell Beckham and – Admittedly, Doc, when, when Odell Beckham was available and there were some Ravens fans who were like, oh, you should go pick him up, I was sort of like, eh, I'm indifferent at the moment. You know, like the, the guy that we've seen of late just 
hasn't been that much of a difference maker, frankly. Uh, I'm not clearly Cooper Cup is still the guy uh, in LA, but but how much of a difference has Odell's uh, presence made for this Rams team as they've made this run? Oh, he's been huge, man. Because you know, for the last couple of years, Odell Beckham has been playing like a number two or number three receiver, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's been kind of pouty pouting and moody and, you know, on his diva tip. But coming to L.A., knowing that, look, i got to perform because I'm going to a team that's expected to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to a team that has vets that's already established on the squad, so I'm not the big man. I'm not the big voice. I'm not the big talent. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the big ego on the team. So doing that and the fact that he's trying to prove himself and get paid again, bringing that mentality because his physical attributes, they've always been there. It's just been how he's been approaching the game mentally and, you know, you know, being this, like, diva kind of guy. But coming on this team and all, all of that coming together, and he's still fast, he's still quick, he's still got those big-ass hands. He snatches right. anything that's in his in his area, and he's able to work one-on-one because Cooper Cup is sometimes getting doubled. Uh, and Cooper Cup likes to go across the middle, so you got the linebacker that's always spying him. So that's giving Odell Beckham Jr., enough time to work and get open and he's still a great route runner and and we know he has great hands man so uh his physical attributes lining up to him getting himself right in the head it's been huge for him and it's been huge for the rams former rams running back doc holiday now the host of the believe in rams podcast he's with us here on glenn clark radio previewing the super bowl Doc, it seems like there's a consensus that the biggest storyline for the game itself on sunday is going to come down to what the Rams front does against a Bengals offensive line that we've seen get their asses kicked at times during the course of these playoffs. Is that to you the biggest story in whether or not the Rams win this football game is can they take advantage of this Bengals offensive line? Yeah, you just said it. Not only get their asses kicked, get their asses ripped off, post, post-service back to them. Right. Post-service and all of them. No question. So the Bengals for the Titans to get out of nine times, and the Titans got a couple of great defensive linemen, but they're not Aaron Donald. And, you know, uh, just what AD can do when you're doubling him and you got Von Miller on one side, you know, Leonard Floyd, he'll bust in your head, too, if you give him an opportunity. And even Greg Gaines uh, pushing that offensive line up the middle. So that's definitely a disadvantage for the Bengals because the Rams' defensive line, they continue to cut because Aaron Donald is just a motor just that does not stop. He's like that first terminator, man. He ain't going to stop until he kills you. And he's going to keep coming at you until he get his hand on you and then he'll do something. So, uh, that's, of course, that's something Cincinnati has to be worried about. That lets me know that Joe Mixon may not be as active in the passing game as they would like him to be because his ass will have to step like that, man, and, and, and clean up some stuff because AD and some of those defensive linemen, they're going to break through in a couple of points during the game. All right, so um, apropos of nothing, uh, not that I'm thinking about putting – is there any reason at all why I wouldn't be betting on Cooper Cup to be an anytime touchdown scorer in the Super Bowl? Like, it, if, if the odds were minus a billion, shouldn't I still be betting on Cooper Cup to be an anytime touchdown scorer at some point during the course of this game? Hell yeah, man. If, if he suits up and he's healthy and he is a shit, if, he, if you see number 10 out there warming up and when the ball is kicked off, oh, yeah, he, he's an anytime touchdown scorer because – you know, as they say, bro, it's, it's the, the way he runs routes, man, he's wiggly. He's just a wiggly dude. His body, like, is going 15 different ways, and when he cuts, 
you can't stay with him. So, yeah, bro, he is an anytime touchdown. He's a guy that gets it done. Yeah, right? I mean, I just – I don't even – I can't even imagine what the odds would have to be for me to avoid that one. And then give me yeah. um, give me an idea, you know, for you. Obviously, the, the big storyline being that defensive front. But what else? What else to you is the storyline, Doc? And if the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday, they need to do blank. What 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 Run is that? Rock. Run the rock. Hand it off, man. I don't give a damn if they get two yards of care. They have to run the ball at least 30 times, man. Every time the Rams run the ball at least 30 times, I think over the last couple of seasons, they're winning like 90% of those games, if not more. Because they are indicative, Sean McVay loves to play action. you got to keep those linebackers in there. you got to freeze them for at least a half a second, if not a whole second, to allow Cooper Cup to get behind them onto that second level, to allow Van Jefferson, and we may not have Tyler Higby, but right. Blanton to get behind those linebackers. So in order for the Rams to win, they got to run the ball, man. I don't care if it's damn 30 carries for, for 55 yards. they got to run it. You know, we, we talked a lot you know, around here, Doc, about how the Bengals are going to be a thorn in the Ravens' side for some time to come. But is it maybe a little bit of an opposite feeling in L.A.? Like, this is they have to win this one. You know, we all know the situation with how many draft picks have been traded in the coming years. We know that there was, you know, kind of a going all-in scenario. And I'm not saying that there isn't the ability to win next year or something like that. But is there more of a feeling of pressure that, like, this is not something that's built to sustain long-term. This is something that's supposed to win right now, and they need to take advantage of it and win this one right now. Yeah, because that was the blueprint. That's the scheme. Win this year. We're not even worried about next year. The world might not even be here next year. But that's how the Rams (laughs) and Les Need and Sean McVay, that's how they've been operating. How do you want the world to be here next year? Are you so... We're going to try to do it this year. So, giving up everything that they've given up, man, those first-round picks, you get Jalen Ramsey, you give up Derek Goff, and two more first-round picks, you give up Matthew Stafford. I think they're trying to give up Eric, uh, Eric Dixon and his retired jersey. <laughs> he's like, hold on, bro, hell, I don't even play no more. You know what I'm saying? So, they've tried to give it up all, man, to try to win right now. So, yes, it's not just about going to the Super Bowl. They got to win the Super Bowl for this to be considered a success. Right, right. They've been, obviously, just a couple of years ago. It's not be, yeah. Making the Super Bowl is not something – it is a little bit different in Cincinnati where it's been an eternity since they've been to the Super Bowl. Clearly, the Rams are just a couple of years removed. This is about trying to win one. All right, uh, Doc Holliday, what can I plug for you, man? Obviously, the podcast. Where are people finding you on Twitter as well? Man, I'm at uh, the underscore Doc Holliday. That's two L's. Then on Instagram, I'm at, uh, at the Doc Holliday Show. That's Doc Holliday, Holliday with two L's. And then on YouTube, I got a talk show. The Doc Holiday Show. So, man, you know, uh, I appreciate you all doing that, man. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure speaking with you all. Well, it's great to chat with you as well, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Enjoy the game on Sunday, man, and let's be in touch in the future, all right? No doubt. That's Doc Holiday, former Rams running back, now the host of the Believe in Rams podcast. Um, I have not decided yet how I'm betting on this game. And that actually matters because, of course, uh, Kyle and I are tied in picks, so there's some money at stake between the two of us. I have not decided yet how I'm betting on this game. I thought, and I'm just being honest with you, at first I thought I was betting Bengals. Jeremy Kahn really made quite the impression on me yesterday. He was like, dude, I think the Rams are winning by a lot. Like, I don't think this is going to be close. 
I keep saying that I think that the Bengals are playing with house money and they're going to win by like three to six. And then I think about that pass. I love when you say open. Bengals, by the way. It's very Baltimore of you. Bengals. The way that you say Bengals. It. Is it Bengals? It's Bengals, but you Bengals. say Bengals. Bengals. Like, and it's a very Baltimore thing. Like it happens. It's like there's like a like an '80s band called the Bengals. Right. It's a very Baltimore thing to, to say it that way. What? You're making a weird face. I'm just hearing the same thing. Like you see, ba- Bengals. Yeah, you got Bengals. Bengals. I'm hearing the, the same, same thing, thing too. Bengals. Ve- they're very different. It's Bengals. Literally, hang on. I'll even spell it out for you. One of them looks like this. Bengals. B e n g a l s. The other one is this. B a n g l e s. Bengals. 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 There's Bengals. 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 It's like my yeah. my cousin my cousin Anna Sorry. is Anna, not Anna. Anna, not Anna. Say that again. My cousin Anna, her name is Anna, A-N-N-A. Right. Her name is Anna, not Anna. See, that definitely sounds the exact same to me. Anna. I don't. I definitely don't Anna. hear a difference. I'm going to have a stroke trying to figure <laughs> Right, I definitely don't. I do <laughs> not hear a difference so, so with those two things. So there's Anne, uh-huh. and there's uh-huh. Anne. I st- again, <laughs> you're saying the same thing. It's the Bengals. It's you're gonna, the same You're going to have to spell. No, that's definitely different. No. You're going to have to spell out the frenetic spelling of both in order for me to understand what you're trying so, to say. A N N A versus E H N N A. But that sounds like Anna. 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 I don't. I don't I, I've never not, heard it spelled that it. way in my life. It's not spelled that way. I'm just trying to spell oh, it phonetically. Oh, okay. Of like how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've got a. I've got a. Um, my sister is Laura, and then my best friend's sister was L- Laura. That's L O R A. Yeah, L O Laura, but it's spelled the same way. Laura. But my sister was Laura, and when I try to talk to my wife about that, when we're around one of them, like it's just it's never gonna happen. My sister's Andrea, and people will Andrea, call right. Andrea. That, now that again, I there's there's a notable difference between Andrea and Andrea. You're still not p- painting the difference between Anna and Anna. <laughs> You're still not doing that for me. Anna. Uh huh. Anna. Anna. A- Ah, you, you, you got to really emphasize the ah. Anna. Anna versus Anna. That, uh, that I can hear like a difference when you say it. I just can't put it together. Like, it, yeah. I can't it understand it. sounds like it. an accent no. more than anything yeah, else yeah, yeah. what it sounds yeah. like. That's all it sounds like. All right. Um, anyway, I haven't, the point is that I haven't decided how I'm well, betting on the show. Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing today, but that's, that's about right. The point is that I haven't decided how I'm betting on the Super Bowl as of yet. I am really struggling with it because Jerry made quite the compelling argument to me. Yeah, but that was the reason I was going to bet against the the Bengals. The Bengals. That was the reason why I was going to bet against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game was because I just thought their offensive line would ultimately be overwhelmed and that you couldn't get away with that against a better team. And it wasn't. So I get it. The Rams are definitely better up front than the Chiefs are. I'm not debating that whatsoever. Still Joe Burrow over there. Mm-hmm. And it's still LSU, baby. Wait, where did, where did that come from? <laughs> what are you, a big LSU fan? No, I'm actually a diehard Clemson fan. <laughs> what? But I, I like what him. Just happened? I just like him. I love him. I got so many questions. Man. I, I I love so... him. Okay, you can like a team, but you okay, can but still like the saying, people. There's a difference in being like I love Joe Burrow versus right, but I liked you said him LSU, at LSU, baby. I liked him at LSU. Man, there's a lot of weird. This sounds pretty front running, by the way. Everything about that conversation sounds quite front running. I like Clemson, who wins all the national championships until somebody else wins a national championship, and then I like them. Okay, I can. Were you a Georgia fan this year? All right. right. I mean, I lived in Georgia, but I'm not a Georgia fan. By the way, you say that like I should be like it's offensive that I would ask. The evidence (laughs) that was presented. Not great. Not no. a good look. I and you 90s. get mad every time when I say Ohio State sucks at the end of the show. 
That, so you that, like Clemson, Ohio State, and no, LSU. Okay, here's the thing. I'm a, okay. All of the good teams and except Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, right? No. So, oh, by the way, did I mention I love Notre Dame and the Lakers and the Yankees? I only I like Ohio Cowboys basketball. Fan. Only Ohio basketball. That's it. I don't like Ohio. Clemson, I'm all around. Like, I yeah, love They look pretty good Clemson. against Maryland on Sunday, but so does everybody else. Everybody looks like, good. I want to go to the Ohio and UMD game. It's a shame he didn't go to the one in Columbus because they won by about a, ba- a billion points. They won by a giant number. It was not fun. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Proctor says, Paul's still working on American time zones. Don't distract him with heteronyms. Oh, man. He was all not, over me about that. Well, yesterday. in fairness, it ain't a great look. It's I not. Know it's the something time- that we should be able to. So I, I understand the time up. zone. I know the difference. I get that. It's Do you so, know? Sometimes when I'm in a hurry and I got all these different things going on in my brain, I flip flop it. Exactly right. Like when he said, "Yeah, we're recording it at at four Pacific times, so one Eastern." Yeah. I, sometimes, said, Paul. I, no. Sometimes oh. I flip flop it. It's not gonna work, my friend. Not gonna work. I know the difference uh, in time zones, guys. I get it. I know do you, time. Do I do. You, do you? I do. What time is it right now in Portland, Oregon? Right now in Portland, Oregon, it is 7.36. All right. There we go. That You got that one right. What time is it right now in Indianapolis, Indiana? In Indianapolis, Indiana, it is 9.36 a.m. What time is it right now in Detroit? Detroit's still on the East Coast. Ooh, not, not East Coast. Look at you. Time zone, isn't it? So oh, by the way, actually, so is Indianapolis. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I actually couldn't remember that. <laughs> I knew You set one. me up. I did. Well, I set myself up because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know either. Uh, Detroit is definitely in the Eastern Time Zone. I was set up. All right, so there's, there's how we're... They didn't used to be. They didn't used to be because I remember when the Orioles used to play Cleveland, those games would start at 8.30 uh, Eastern Time. I don't know that that's true. It is true. You say that, but I don't know that that's true. Those games used to start I, at 8 o'clock, and now they start might, at 7. They might have started at 8, maybe, but I don't know that that was because they were on in the central time zone. They I don't were. think Cleveland think was you, ever in the central time zone. I, think I trust you, it. I think if you look You trust it up, what? Yeah, I trust it. Oh, 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 yeah? Don't forget that I'm the one that's got to tell your advisor if you're doing a good job around here. <laughs> Just kidding, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, right? Don't ever forget <laughs> I'm that. I'm on Glenn's side. We play these roles with our kids all the time where they like decide they agree with one of us when we're de- my, my wife and I, when they're debating about something, they'll turn around and be like, you want that bike, huh? Do you? <laughs> Do you? Maybe I would think about who it is that you're agreeing with. One day you're going to realize you would have rather sided with dad than mom. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Today's show is also brought to you by the CIAA tournament, which is coming to Baltimore this month. Man, it's going to be an amazing event. It's not just the basketball. It's so much more than that. It really is an incredible event. Everything about it, celebrating the culture. Uh, But you want to be there. Get your tickets right now by going to CIAATournament.org, February 22nd through 26th at Royal Farms Arena, CIAATournament.org. That's CIAATournament.org in order to get your tickets. When we come back in, Patrick Stevens is going to join us. We'll talk about uh, college hoops and college lacrosse happenings from the weekend. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MD Gambling help.org. That first sip. 
That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, Spiro is going to join us in the studio here in a bit. We're going to go over the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Getting a lot of opinions. By the way, the one that I'll go ahead and dismiss, those of you that are like, Eminem can't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's not rock and roll. You're just screaming at a cloud now. Steve, I love you. You know I love you. You're one of my favorites, but you're screaming at a cloud at this point. Um, The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has made it very clear that they are more all-encompassing than that. This is not like breaking uh, ground here by putting a rapper in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There are plenty that are already in. They've decided to go that route. Same thing with like Dolly Parton being a nominee. They've decided that it's a more all-encompassing music. I, I have no problem like debating the merits of someone um, within that category. Like saying, I I don't think like if if I'm trying to think of a good example. If um if if uh, boy who's a good one here. If Fifty Cent was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would have no problem with someone saying, yeah, I just don't think 50 Cent really stands out among like rappers of his era. I think he was fine and nothing more than that. I think that'd be a very legitimate argument to have. But just saying, well, they're not a rock and roll, they're a rapper, 
you know, it's, that's 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 over. Like we're over. That's been handled. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has made it cl- very clear that they put in um, artists of other genres of music. So there's no debate about them. Is that your foot? Yeah, that was my right. foot. All right. I promise that wasn't. In, that wasn't. <laughs> what is happening? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on from that topic immediately. Just gonna move on very quickly, as if that never occurred whatsoever. <laughs> From Steve. Steve says, <laughs> Steve says, Glenn, have you thought at all about the Ravens pursuing Tyron Matthew? Yeah. Do it. What else do you want me to say, Steve? I, I, I love, we do this all the time, and I'm not trying to knock anybody. Like, we could spend, I could spend five hours talking about all the players the Ravens should go sign. Go sign all of them, right? Go sign every single one. It, we know it doesn't work that way. We know these players cost money. We know that some guys that we think are going to be available definitely don't end up being available because the team that has them says, it's like I was talking about with Devontae Adams yesterday. Like We get all hot and bothered about, oh, Devontae Adams, and then somebody else is like, yeah, why would a team that has the ability to keep him for another year just sort of say, ah, go on, be, be lost with ye. Like, that just doesn't make sense. So I don't get worked up about free agency until I know who's getting tagged and who isn't getting tagged. Then we can talk about a little bit more about free agency at that point. I still think that we know the Baltimore Ravens and know that historically they're not the team that makes big splashes in free agency. That isn't to say they shouldn't. That isn't to say there aren't players that don't fit them and what they do that would be a good idea. It's just that it bucks everything we know about who the Baltimore Ravens have been as a franchise. And for me to suddenly assume that's what they're going to be, this is going to be the year that they change everything about the way they've done business. And now they're out there trying to win the offseason Super Bowl. They want to be the Washington football fellers, the Washington football commanders, whatever it is they are. That's been so they- cool if the name was changed to fellers. Oh, I, I, that's all they've been Washington to me. Washington football I'm fellers. all in on the Washington football fellers. I kind of wish they would have stuck with that. Um, like that's the, the notion that that's who they're going to be moving forward. You're just I, I'm not going to make that assumption. And so because of that, I'm going to bet against them doing all of these things. I'm always going to bet against the Ravens doing it until they, they do it. Of course, we know they're not impossible. It's possible they could choose. They could single out someone and say, this is the guy. We need to get this guy. They absolutely could do that. But until they do, everything about their history and their track record says that's probably not who they're going to be, so I'm not going to work around the assumption that that's who they're going to be. I know Tyron Matthew was uh, making winky faces or whatever with Patrick Queen on social media. What's he supposed to say? No, I, I'd hate it there. i definitely not want to be in Baltimore. He could not comment. He doesn't have to say anything about it. Th- these are guys that he knows. If, the, if somebody he knew in, in, in whatever, wherever it was, in New England, was like, I'd like to have him here, what's he going to say back? Like, no, stop. We, we, he was the we, dude I wanted when they signed Earl Thomas. Don't get me wrong. I like everything about Tyron Matthew. I like everything about him. But Tyron Matthew is going to be in significant demand. I'm not going to assume that Tyron Matthews is going to end up being a Baltimore Raven. I, I get it. I know we all like shiny new toys. It's Christmas morning. We want to wake up and there would be something you know, pretty under the tree. But everything about the way they've done business suggests they're not likely to make a significant splash in free agency because they don't do that. They sign players who get cut by other teams. They value compensatory picks. We've had that debate a billion times. We can have it moving forward. But it's what they've done. And so until they do something otherwise, I'm just largely going to assume that's what they're going to do. 
It's Tuesday. On Tuesdays, we talk college sports with our friend Patrick Stevens at Discourse, D1S Course on Twitter and the Washington Post. Patrick, good morning, sir. How are you? I am well, Glenn. How are you doing this morning? I'm all right. Um, I think, to me, if we start with big stories locally on the hoop scene, uh, Navy's defense kind of jumps off the page at me. Uh, I saw that in person on Saturday. It was very impressive. I know they followed it up with another uh, a star- startling performance defensively last night. The Navy defense seems like something that, that needs to be discussed a little bit more. Yeah, just a little bit. And they gave up 14 points in the second half to Lafayette. That seems good. Which, which is which is above average. And look, it was Lafayette wasn't great, but Navy had a great deal to do with, with, with their demise. And so... You know, you look at Navy, you were kind of wondering after that Army game, right? They blow a 27-point lead. They lose an overtime at home. How are they going to react to that? And, and they've reacted by winning four of their next five, uh, picking off uh, Bucknell, American, Loyola, and Lafayette. And the only loss was a one-point loss, uh, you know, really a, a meltdown in a lot of ways against Lehigh, uh, where they played great for about uh, 36 minutes or so. So, you know, I think... You know, this defensive thing is an impressive jump, even from last year when they were really good in the league last season. Something else that's worth pointing out here, you know, I was thinking about this last night. You know, this is a team that has won 21 of its last 26 conference games wow. dating back to the end of last year. That's really hard to do no matter where no you're doubt. And so, you know, I think when you look at them, you know, from, getting, from talking to Ed DeCellis last night, I think on the plus side, he feels like they are buying in defensively. They are doing all that stuff. But I also feel like he thinks that they have another level that they can hit, uh, that, that maybe there's some guys that aren't playing as well as they could be playing right now. I will tell you one guy that, that really played a great game last night was Richard Njoku, uh, the, the senior big man for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the numbers might not necessarily bear it out. It was 10 points and 6 rebounds, which is a good game by any measure, maybe not as good a game as you would think. I mean, he was crashing over over the the, the, the press table, uh, he grabbed three offensive rebounds, had some putbacks. They really dominated the offensive glass. Uh, and a guy like that who's been around uh, and him getting healthy as the year has gone on, remember he, he had a slow start to the season because of some preseason injuries. Uh, you know, that's somebody that, that really stands out to me uh, as somebody that really is what this Navy team is about, which is defending, rebounding, taking care of the ball. And, and for the most part, they did all three of those last night. And on the defensive side, I mean, this is a team that's 65th nationally in Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. So it's not just that they've played defense in the Patriot League well. They've played defense pretty much against everybody well so far this season. Is it time to start talking about UMBC again? Yes, it absolutely is time to start talking about UMBC. And I got a chance to see them on Saturday night uh, over in Catonsville against New Hampshire, and they just came out, uh, you know, just an incredibly sharp start for them uh, and never really let New Hampshire get back into it. Uh, wound up winning 88-77. That's five wins in a row for UMBC. It's the first time, you think back, remember, they had that five-game losing streak in December and early January. It's the first time in 21 years that UMBC has had a five-game winning streak and a five-game losing streak in the same season. Weird. Such a hot or cold <laughs> program when you think about it over the years. They've either been uh, a, a team in contention for a conference title or, or a team that's really, really been struggling. And so now uh, you look at them, and they've got you know four home, four away the rest of the way in league play. They got helped out. You know, It's not a great thing that we've seen Stony Brook uh, basically – 
told to, to to pound sand by the league on their way out of the way out of the America East. Uh, but Stony Brook basically being told that they can't participate in the postseason tournament makes it even easier, I think, for UMBC to be able to host at least one and maybe two home games hmm. in the America East tournament if they can keep things rolling. They're only a half game back of a Binghamton team that they beat on the road uh, for the number two seed. Uh, and you look at what they've got going right now. They've got a lot of pieces, I think, that are playing well. Darnell Rogers had a fabulous game the other day with 10 assists and no turnovers. L.J. Owens, uh, 19 points. Nathan Johnson, 16. You know, they, they, they're at a point where, where they have, I think, kind of figured out who they are and what their rotation is after having those preseason injuries in the front court. Uh, and they really had about seven guys that they leaned on a lot against New Hampshire and you know it helps anytime you go out and shoot 14 to 25 from three I mean, that doesn't just, hurt that just has a way of, yeah. of making life a little bit easier no doubt. but that's another team that's taking care of the ball doing what it needs to do you know that they're a they're a bunch that I think we're going to see continue to 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 play well you know they get Hartford at home a, a team that that's been a little it's been a it's been a rough go of it for the Hawks this year just with some injuries and, and a pause and all this other stuff. So that's a Hartford team that'll be a little gassed. It'll be playing its. Uh, I mean, get this. That's a team that is that will be playing its fifth game in ten days uh, as they roll into UMBC. And so that that on Wednesday is pretty tough. They get the rematch with UMass Lowell, which beat them on a buzzer beater on Saturday, and then they go and they play the back end of the New Hampshire series uh, in a makeup game before they get Stony Brook and Vermont back to back. Which I think at this stage looks like two of the more significant games they'll play down the stretch in the regular season. But this is looking like this could be the second-best team in the, the America East behind Vermont. And obviously, all roads go through Burlington, as they, as they almost always do yeah. uh, in, in the America East. Uh, but UMBC has started to play well. And the fact that they won two games last week, they won 59-53 in a rock fight at Albany, uh, and then just shot the heck out of the ball against New Hampshire, it kind of goes to show you that they can win games in different ways. Patrick Stevens is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Patrick, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess at this point the, the only thing to say about Maryland is it was never likely they were going to find their way back into the conversation, but they, they've essentially clinched the fact that they're not finding their way back into the conversation now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, candidly, you know, first off, give them credit for having made that Michigan State game more interesting than it sure. looked like it was going to be. Sure, you know, in, in a lot of ways, that was a bit of a rerun of the Wisconsin game, right? Uh, where where Michigan State was able to build a lead, and then Maryland sort of fought its way back into it, made it interesting in the end. But the Spartans wound up escaping last week. I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch a minute of the Ohio State game. I was watching a different bad game uh, down in D.C. where where Georgetown continues to lose and lose Ooh, and lose, and they yeah. they lost to Providence on Sunday. Uh, but at this stage, you know, this is the first time that Maryland has been under 500 six or more games into a season since they went 12 and 16 in 1992-93. And so, as the historical perspective there was, that's the year after Walt Williams departed, uh, graduated from Maryland, the year before Joe Smith, Joe Smith and Keith Booth showed up. Yeah. So it was Evers Burns. And a lot of promising freshmen. Was that a McClinton team by chance, or was he already gone? Uh, at that I point? don't think it was. I think Kevin McClinton was gone by. Okay, then. all right. Um, but but it was Evers Burns was the was the main dude on that team. Yeah, uh, and they had a lot of freshmen. Remember, it was Johnny Rhodes, Dwayne Simpkins, X Ray Hip, Mario Lucas, and so that was very much Gary, you know, playing the kids at that point. After you know, he didn't have you know an NBA lottery pick to trot out there anymore. 
uh, and but was also obviously waiting for for Booth and, and Smith to show up the next year, and obviously things went from there. So it, it's it's a it's a tough spot, and you look at what they've got coming up. There's obviously a handful of winnable games that you look at. You, you feel like Nebraska should be winnable for just about anybody at this point. They get Penn State and Minnesota at home, so I don't see I don't see this team going into a complete tailspin. But at the same time, there's some games left on the schedule, like Sunday at Purdue, that could be really, really ugly for this team. And you know, Senior Day at Senior Day in East Lansing probably isn't going to be a piece of cake. Either. No, 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 no. I, I was chatting with Brendan Quinn, who wrote a big uh, Maryland thing for the Athletic, and and he threw out the name Wes Miller to me, and it's a name that. Admittedly, I hadn't thought a lot about during all of this, uh, Patrick. But mm-hmm. you know, the idea being, hey, yeah, he got a job, and it's a good job. But that Maryland is is a probably. I think we would all agree Maryland's a better job than Cincinnati. Um, I, I don't know. It was an interesting name to throw out that I just hadn't thought about much at all during this prospect. What do you think about the idea of Wes Miller as a candidate at Maryland? The, the, the reason probably you wouldn't think about him that much is he just got the right, right, right. Like he's only he, this is his first season at Cincinnati. He's done a nice job there, fifteen and seven. They obviously got run by Houston, but no shame in that. Sure, just yeah. about everybody's getting run by Houston. You look at what he did at Greensboro, which was a program that really hadn't done a whole lot, uh, and it had been kind of up in the air a bit when he had when he took over. And he took over in the middle of a season. You know, at that point, they hadn't been to the tournament since two thousand one when Fran McCaffrey was there. Uh, and so, you know, it took him a couple years to get things going. He, he took over really, really young. Uh, but then ripped off 25, 27, 29, 23, 21 victories and, and two NCAA tournament appearances over five years. Uh, you know, I saw them beat Georgetown at Georgetown a couple seasons ago. That's a re- it, they, he did a really, really good job uh, and had an exceptional, exceptional uh, defensive player in Isaiah Miller, uh, just a, a fabulous defender. Uh, and one of the best players a lot of folks didn't really know about in the country the last few years. So, you know, he has done good work. He obviously has a really good pedigree, played on the 2006 yep. National Championship te- or 2000. He was around for the 2005 National Championship team at North Carolina. Uh, and so, you know, the thought was just because of his connections in that area that he might have been the next guy at Wake Forest when that job opened a couple years ago when Danny Manning was fired, but they ultimately hired Steve Forbes instead. But I agree. I think I think Wes Miller is a guy that that has a lot of upside, uh, and and is somebody that is is going to ultimately do well uh, at a bigger job. Now maybe that bigger job is Cincinnati. Remember, they're headed to the Big Twelve here in another year or two. That's true. So yeah. he, he's not in a bad spot. But I would agree that if if you, if you had your choice, you'd probably rather be at Maryland than Cincinnati. No disrespect to the Bearcats, who have been a, a very consistent team, really. Just about, aside from a you know a, a blip there in the in the late two thousands, uh, really for about thirty years now, you, you've been able to count on them being a team that you're going to see come March just about every year. I guess we should say the best basketball conference in the country. That is the Big Twelve is where they're headed. My God! All right, uh, Patrick. I'm assuming we didn't learn all that much from the first couple of games uh, of college lacrosse season, but a, a pretty big weekend on t- tap early on when you consider Towson Hopkins, Loyola Maryland, like some. Some some significant games on tap this weekend. It's yeah, I think the I think the one thing that we will take away from last weekend is is what a weird sequence for Navy uh, in that Navy Mount St. Yeah. Mary team. Navy allows two man down goals, has two own goals as well, and loses eleven uh, nine. That's uh, that's kind of a you not don't ideal. See that every day, yeah. That, that's, you know, you, you give up eleven, but your your defense can really only feel responsible for 
for about seven of those in a settled situation. So uh, I think there might have been an extra man goal in there, too, for, for, uh, for Mount St. Mary's. But credit to Mount St. Mary's for being able to go down there and win that game. Uh, and, and the goalie had 21 saves for Mount St. Mary's. McKinley, I think his name is. Griffin McKinley, I think is the name. I apologize if I have that wrong. Uh, so, but this week you're right. Uh, a number of games that stand out. You mentioned Towson, George, uh, Towson Hopkins on Friday. Hopkins goes to Georgetown on Sunday. Oh, that's so right. That's a really, yeah. that's a really tough weekend uh, for uh, for the Blue Jays. On the flip side, that'll be on Sunday. The Hopkins playing its third game. Georgetown playing its first. So you never know what that dynamic is going to be like. Uh, and, and Loyola Maryland is is the is the highlight game for sure when you look at it. Uh, we'll be curious to see how Maryland holds up against that veteran-laden Loyola team that we talked to Charlie Toomey about, uh, talked with Charlie Toomey about last week. Uh, how, how does Loyola kind of handle it? I'm, I think that's a great barometer to see exactly where the Greyhounds are. That'll be their opener, second game for Maryland, which came out of the shoot, scored 21 goals on high point, which isn't a huge surprise given the way that high point plays. Like It's not stunning to see 21-13 be that score, I think. Against another team, Maryland probably opens up with something more in the sixteen to five range or something like that. Uh, but High Point kind of uh, lends itself sure. to having an up tempo sort of uh, frenetic approach to things. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that game on BTN. I'll be DVRing it while I'm dealing with ba- basketball stuff and looking forward to, to to watching that one on tape on the weekend. By the way, Griffin McGinley with a G. McGinley, McGinley my ap- my apologies at Mount St. Mary's. All right, let's play our game. Can Patrick Stevens name the teams this particular baseball player has played for? Again, all of our five-plus team guys are extraordinarily tricky. I've got a two-time All-Star and a four-time Gold Glove winner, but admittedly, Patrick, I would have gotten two of these. I'm just I'm being flat-out honest. This is what we're dealing with at this point. I got six teams. They're all short stints for the O-Dog Orlando Hudson. Orlando Hudson, wow. Yeah. Well, the O-Dog was definitely a Blue Jay and definitely a Diamond. Those were the right? two that I would have gotten, my friend. That's okay. where the list would have ended for your boy. <laughs> okay. Am I remembering the O-Dog in Pittsburgh? I, I, I swear to God, I thought the exact same thing, and he was never in <laughs> Pittsburgh. I have no idea why it is that we were both convinced that Orlando Hudson, I got to find out if they're like, they acquired him at some point and he just never played for them. Yeah. Because I... Mean, I, 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 I 1,000% agreed that I thought he was a Pittsburgh Pirate at some point. Yeah, I was I was pretty well convinced that he was. Was he a Yankee for a second? Nope, this is going about as well as I feared it this might. About, how about Boston? No, and you're going to kick yourself again over it. And the, the time for the Dodgers. Yeah, so there you go. That's the one that I'll give you. Okay. Yeah, the Dodgers. So was he a national for a No, never. Year? He had three. Uh, or Sorry, so the Dodgers were a one-year stint, too. Uh, Cincy, Mint- I mean, I'm trying to think through this. No, no, the White Sox. Well, I mean, he was only he was only an All Star like in Toronto or Arizona. Anyway, exactly, right? that's the problem. Uh, no, he was actually an All Star with the Dodgers. Okay, <laughs> in that one season, um, the Padres for two years, the Twins for a year, and the White Sox for a year. Look, okay. man, I know I'm saw. So- it's not on you. There is no world in which anyone on the planet should know all the teams that Orlando Hudson played for. Uh, I just never know when you're going to end up stunning me with one of these, and you're going to knock them all out. So let's do something easier. Give me the four teams for David Justice. David Justice was a Brave. Yep. A Yankee, an Indian, and was he an athletic? That's the way he finished up, absolutely, in 2002, one season with the athletics. All right, what's on the schedule this week, sir? 
Uh, home tonight, but then uh, over George Mason for the second game of two between Richmond and George Mason this week in College Park on uh, on Thursday for Iowa-Maryland. Some lacrosse on Friday, Hopkins and Towson. Uh, Saturday, looking at a doubleheader for basketball, that'll be Creighton and Georgetown uh, to start off, and I think Loyola-Colgate will be the second game. Uh, and then heading back to Georgetown uh, to see Hopkins and the Hoyas for lacrosse come uh, come the uh, come Sunday afternoon. And I believe I'm looking at a MEAC Monday here oh? uh, next Monday. I have not been to Morgan State yet. I might. I think I'm uh, – unless somebody surprises me with something, I think I'm good to join you for that one. I, I think uh, I think that is the current plan right now is right. to be able to, to go catch them. I saw them the first weekend of the season at George Mason and was planning to see them right before uh, Christmas, but they had a they had a game canceled, uh, as 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 happens these days. So so they play South Carolina State on Monday. So that's where I'm I'm heading that day. At discourse D one S course on Twitter, Washington Post to see the brackets. Patrick Stevens, appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Awesome. Take care. Patrick Stevens joins us every week here to uh, talk some college hoops, some college lacrosse as well. All right, hour number one is in the books. When we come back in, the man is here, Spiro Marika, speaking of Towson, the play-by-play voice of the Towson Tigers, and we're going to break down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees for 2022. He's got some fire. He hates them all. He hates all of them. I don't agree on that. I got a few that I think are, are strong candidates. We'll talk about it next. Hour number one of today's show was also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. Use that code PRESSBOX when you deposit up to $100. We'll match it with free money for you to play with. I know there's only one football game left, but they've got basketball, they've got hockey, they've got all the other sports, if they ever play baseball again. And it's you can't traditionally bet, but you can feel like you're betting by playing player props and parlays, things like that. And, of course, you can't bet yet on your phone or your computer here in the state of Maryland, so that kind of closes the loophole a little bit by playing Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy football app. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MD gamblinghelp.org that first sip that first bite mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms After being virtual in 2021, the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament is headed to Charm City this February 22nd through 26th. The CIAA is an event that has become a celebration of family, culture, and accomplishments that uplift and strengthen the African-American community. See the excitement in person as some of the best college basketball in the country comes to Baltimore's Royal Farms Arena with the CIAA Men's and Women's Conference Tournament. Get your tickets now at CIAA. That's CIAA Tournament.org. That's CIAA Tournament.org.
The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Simply the Bets returns tomorrow. It's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. We will uh, go over, obviously, the focus of this week's show will be the Super Bowl and the various bets that you can make for that. We're going to chat with uh, Bruce Billick, the GM of the FanDuel Sportsbook. Aaron Oster from VEASAN will join us tomorrow, 1130 a.m. for Simply the Bets. We do it every week. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Spiro Marikis, my friend, the play-by-play How voice. Are you? How you doing, buddy? Everything good? The, the play-by-play voice of the Towson Tigers, back with us in studio. It's good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Last time you were here, I, I mean, I, I spent two minutes. We'll talk about Towson because you know I, I do love and appreciate yes. them. But then we know why you're really here. Um, we were just talking off the air. Lacrosse starts on Friday. Friday, six o'clock. I, Johnny I, United. Stadium. I know this one's always one that uh, Hopkins that that gets you. You you get, get a little up, yeah yes. you get a little amped for yes, this one I every do. year I do um, what it meant to you when Towson finally broke the streak a few years back and beat Hopkins I was not there oh that's right we talked about that because you had basketball <laughs> basketball oh that's right my God and I think I even joked to somebody I bet Spiro went streaking after <laughs> <laughs> we were at Drexel that night oh as a of fact. man and the oh. guy who was doing the play by play. Uh, great guy, Kevin Cop, who's now at Temple. Okay, he was our director of broadcasting at the time, and he texted me immediately after the game, apologizing. Oh. I'm oh. like, "What are you apologizing yeah, right? for? It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you at all." I do, um, I do both lacrosse and soccer for Loyola, and they finally won the. Uh, they had won the Patriot League regular season in soccer, right, for six straight years, and lost in the semifinals every year. And this year. I just did the math wrong because the season was bumped back a week, and like my wife and I were going to a B and B, and like we had planned the whole thing, sunk a bunch of money, and then I looked and I was like, "Oh no, I scheduled this wrong," <laughs> and so they were they finally broke through in the semifinals and won the championship game, and they were like, "Are you really? Are you really going to skip calling the cha- after everything we've been through? We're finally hosting the title game, right. and you're really going to skip out to go to B and B?" I'm like. I- I love you guys, but I don't want to end up being divorced. <laughs> like that sounds really awful to me. And I know you're going to be as surprised as I am when I off- when I asked. She didn't want to go with someone else. Like <laughs> I said, you can take any gentleman you like. Yeah. And she was like, "No, I'd actually rather go with you." I'm like, "What? What's wrong with her?" I know. I Spiro, I've been as confused as you are, my friend, over the years. So yeah, I uh, I got some I got a, a good amount of crap from people about the fact that I missed out on them finally winning the not quite the same as Towson beating Johns Hopkins in lacrosse not quite the same as that. Well, hopefully, hopefully it happens, happens again, right, yeah, on correct, Friday night. Correct. And then, then but big basketball games this week too. Yep, Thursday and Saturday, William and Mary at five on Thursday, 
and two o'clock Saturday against Elon. I was there. I brought the kids for the. And you didn't come by and say hello. I, you know, it's at one point I actually yelled down to you. I get when the kids be in there, it's a little bit more difficult for me, right? Uh, like I don't. That's a that's a whole circus, right? Like if I bring them down with me to see you. It ends up becoming awkward. <laughs> like they start, they think they can run out onto the floor. This is a real. I took the kids when the PLL was at Homewood Field the one summer. Paul Rabel was very nice, mm-hmm. hooked us up, got us field passes. And I'm not kidding. My younger son thought that meant he was in the game. <laughs> like he legitimately ran out onto the. I was like, all right, we got to go. We got to get off the field. So I deal with some of that sometimes. But I did at one point yell for you, and I realized, you know, you had a job to do, and so oh, oh, oh. I gave up on that. But yeah, I was there for the Drexel game, a stirring comeback. Yes, it was in that game. Uh, great atmosphere. The kids were in love. We got them phone fingers. They're all in. Like they're so happy. Game out so. of first. Um, and if things go the way we expect, Thursday and Sunday, then next week. Huge game a week from Thursday at Wilmington, yeah. which will be for first place. And that, of course, was a really good game the first time around. That unfortunately, Lost in overtime. Yep. And then Hofstra beat them last night. So okay, or just a game out of first. So a big weekend in general to get out Thursday, to Friday, Saturday. No doubt. Yep. Big yep. opportunity yep. to get out and see the Tigers. All right. Anything else we need to say about that, or can we get to the real reason you're here? Well, I need to get something first. Uh oh. Oh boy. You need to get some. Did you prepare some notes? I'm excited about this. So the reason, oh, <laughs> this is, uh, we have this I'm gonna here. I'm going to need this. We have this here for uh, when uh, for game, when we had to do uh, post-game shows this, <laughs> and when things go wrong, we just say, all right. It's a bottle of Redemption bourbon. Yep. It is it is quite tasty, by the way, quite tasty. My friend, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, uh, introduced me to mixing it with ginger ale. Ooh, nice. Very tasty. Problematically tasty. <laughs> Real issue for you. I am no longer allowed to drink bourbon. I've been I've been uh, forbidden from. You get it. by your wife. Yeah, the you wife. get a little too aggressive. No, I don't, I don't get aggressive. I just start having a really good time, and she thinks. Well, what's I, wrong with that? She, well, well, I start enjoying myself, and then it becomes j- jackassery if, that, ah, if that's a word. Ah, yeah. And then she doesn't like that. She says I'm a different person, so bourbon is no longer on my drinking list. I'm a more peaceful bourbon drinker myself. I love bourbon. It, it, the thing is, I usually drink it with my best friend, and he can be a jackass, mm, and then that, mm. that rubs off on me. I'm going to sit by the fire, smoke a cigar, have a bourbon type. That's my, like, just let the evening sort of play out. That's my fall Saturday evening uh, play, is start a fire, have a cigar, have some bourbon, and just pass out, right? And, like, realize that I fell that's, asleep an hour ago outside. There like, you go. That's sort of the way that it works for me. So you are not... So, Spiro, I saw the list of nominees mm-hmm. for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 2022. Right. And I said, well, the last time Spiro was here, we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so we're going to need to have him come back in to break down. There is a chance, by the way, we might have a special guest appearance to join us and share uh, some opinions okay. as well during the course of this hour. All right. Um, I said, I'm going to have to invite Spiro back in, and he said, good. And I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was it was something similar to this class stinks. Exactly right. That was exactly about the verbiage of what he sent. And I said, "Oh, good. I like about <laughs> half of it. So we're gonna have a nice debate here." And how do you want to do? It? You want to go alphabetically? I, well, this is that? what I want to do, actually. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, Cassie, could you get a blank piece of paper from out in the printer to 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 give to Spiro? Because I wanna I wanna actually post this at the website later. Our opinions. All right. I asked people, and I got some good responses, to break down this list of nominees into three categories. Mm-hmm. Strong feelings, mm-hmm. mild feelings, mm-hmm. and no or negative feelings. Okay. All right. 
And so I'm going to have Paul post this a little bit later today at glennclarkradio.com with both of us having which... So I want us to both write down so I can just hand it to Paul and make it easier on him instead of asking him to remember everything. Thank you. Again, we're going to throw one out. Okay. And you it's want me to put it in a strong, list. Strong, mild, or no slash negative oh. feelings about them as a candidate. I have done my best this morning. I was trying to make some like baseball Hall of Fame comparisons okay. to certain people. I was trying to like think about what my I believe their career war would be. Like if I said this what is the career war for example, the New York Dolls, right? Like I was trying to do some of that in my head. I've already forgotten all of the work that I was doing on in my head <laughs> on the way in. So we'll see how it goes. So here's how I think we do this. All right. I'm gonna throw one out. Okay. We'll debate that one, and then we'll move on to one. You'll throw the next one out, and then we can debate that one. All right. All right? And I'm going to well, start. Got to get my list up. I'm going to start to be in order to be okay. positive. Okay. To me, there is an absolute no-brainer slam dunk. I can't believe this would be like when they do the football Hall of Fame, and they would walk into the room and they would say, "Joe Montana, end of debate," and nobody else would say anything, and they would just all vote yes, and they'd move on to whoever the next candidate was. All right. There is one of those to me in this group. Of this group of nominees, there is absolutely no question in my mind whatsoever that Rage Against the Machine is a slam dunk first ballot rock and roll Hall of Famer. In the modern alternative era, no one, uh, I would compare them to, they would be the Frank Thomas to me of this era. Historically, Frank Thomas didn't hit the most home runs. He wasn't the best hitter in the history of baseball. But in his era... There was no consistently better first baseman in baseball than Frank Thomas was. And in Rage Against the Machines era, there was no consistently better alternative band than Rage Against the Machine. They said they had something to say. They made just jams that you would hear today. You would hear Bulls on Parade today right now and you would lose your mind. You would go crazy. It's that good of a song. Killing in the name of all of them. Everything about Rage Against the Machine to me screams first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Oh, and I see the face that you're making and can't wait for this. I will put this as succinctly as I can. Mm. If they were playing in my backyard, I'd close the blinds. The hell? What do you not like? Tom Morello's a jackass. Well, okay, that might be a different conversation. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's a... He's a guitar player that you know tries to wow you with all his stuff and the the wah wah stuff. I, 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 I'm not trying to tell you that I'm in love with the wah wah. Right? I, I, like, I will I will I will tell you. To me, melody melody is extremely important. I, me, I okay? understand that they have no melody. They're, they're none zero. Their their music does absolutely nothing to me. I put them in the negative. Column. Oh my god! Yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Oh my. God. Out. Hit after hit after hit. hit. An era-defining you couldn't band. Find, you couldn't find... You could walk down the streets of Manhattan and couldn't get five people to name you one that's Rage not, Against no, the Machine No, that's song. not remotely true. You could true. ask a hundred people and not, just not saying five that. with that's, no one song. You're just All saying that now. Oh, you're just <laughs> saying that now. That's not remotely that, true. <laughs> come Everyone on. knows Killing in the Name of. It's a very wildly era-defining type of tune. They absolutely spoke. Again, a bit younger. I'm not trying to age you, Spiro, but a that, bit, that's fine. A bit that's younger, fine. the generation that they spoke to. But Rage Against the Machine was the defining band of someone. That, I'm going to say Pearl Jam was the defining band. They were right behind that, right? And I, I, 
I'm, I'm certainly not trying to take a, a shot at Pearl Jam. I happen to like Rage Against the Machine even more than I like Pearl Jam, right? Like, and I don't get me wrong, I love Pearl Jam. I think my wife's listening. She's probably going to want to come over here and. Why? Because she's just obsessed with Pearl Jam? Oh, my God. I, I love Pearl Jam. I make that very clear. I'm not trying to take a shot. She a is so shot. disappointed. They were supposed to play at the Civic Center. Or oh, arena, right. Yeah. Whatever you want yeah, to call yeah, yeah. it. Uh, two years ago, yep. and then the pandemic hit. So now they're rescheduling their tour. And the Royal cancel? Farms Arena is going through a major renovation. Oh, right. So they can't. So she found out yesterday oh, that, that she's getting a refund, that and she sucks. is not a happy camper. I cannot believe uh, this. To me, is the easiest. This was. I'm not even kidding about this. This right. was absolutely the easiest one. Um, y- you know what? It did Paul's point uh, when uh, when Rage uh, when Chris Cornell joined the band and they were called Audio Slave for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that there was much more melody to that. There was much more. It was much more soulful what they were doing at that point. But I, I like that too. I, I like that okay. a lot. I can't believe I, don't like I can't believe that. All right. Well, what's the first one you want to throw out? All right. The first one I will throw out. Mm. This is somebody that that I have to put in. Is that no? Or, or any, I do this, anything you, I want? You're telling me where they are on your okay. list. This, these, this, this goes right next to Rage Against the Machine. First of all, I don't know why they're even nominated. Ooh. Ooh, is the New York Dolls. Okay, I'm good with this. They're on my no negative list, but more no than uh, negative. I mean, David Johansson's biggest hit was when he was Buster Poindexter. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> you know? It's so true. I, I, they were associated with, you know, Andy Warhol and that whole and, nonsense. And, and the Velvet Underground. And, and The Velvet Underground. Right. And I, look, I think there's something to be said for what they did for, uh, and this is, it's interesting because I'm going it, to, it's, I'll, I'll just, but, let's go but ahead. They go, they go in the same category with another band. I think the, the MC5 conversation Correct. is Both very Both of them similar. only put out like two albums. So how are you putting somebody in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that only put out like two albums? So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that MC5 is also in my no category. Correct. Again, not negative for me on either one of them. You know, they come from that Detroit scene with uh, the Stooges yep. and and the, which led to Bob Seger, which Bob Seger's a Hall of Famer. Oh, of course. You know, Iggy Pop they- and... Eh. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same. Ca- I'm just, I put Iggy Pop in the same category. Somebody we talked about earlier, Patty Smith. You know, the the critics all I love. Yes, yeah. correct. And look, Iggy Pop had a couple of tunes that, like, yeah. you, know, you hear them, you're still going to jam along. Right. But I, I'm in a weird place with both of them because I feel like their consideration as nominees has something to do with uh, making a statement about the impact that they had on punk and what ultimately became alternative music. And I can't speak to that, right? Because I'm not a punk or alternative musician, but those people that are in that world loved these bands. Swear by the New York Dolls and swear by MC5. Right. right. Um, I would say they're they're low war Hipster guys. Hipster doofuses. Yeah, I don't know if I was going to go that far, but you're not that far off. You're not that far off that it's a lot of hipster doofuses that love these bands. Right. I think their music is good. Um, I, I think that you know people obsess over the band The Strokes, for example, right? I get the obsession over the White Stripes. I think the White Stripes made truly transcendent music for a few years, right? I like, like the White I Stripes. I genuinely yes. love the White Stripes. Jack White, of course, and all of the various bands that he's been, and he's a genius. 
But I truly love the White Stripes for the, what, three, four records they put out. I thought mm-hmm. they were incredible. And I think that'd be a real argument for them as Rock and Roll Hall of Famers at some point because their music was so good. But the strokes to me are... I get tired of hearing it at Ravens games, but... Yeah, I mean, right. I get it. I, it's, that's become a bit over the top over the years. But their music is still good. Yes. Right? Like, yes. And by the way, even that song is a very good song. Yeah, it is a good song. It's just been you've been beat over the head with it right. over the years. I understand that. The strokes I look at and I'm sort of like, eh, you know, they've had some good tunes. They're okay, but people really obsess over them. And that's sort of the way that I feel about these two bands. They're okay. I, I, I can't disagree with any of that. That they're okay. They're 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 good. I, I don't Again, both of them put out like two albums. That's it. I think gonna... I think MC five was three. Well, they put out a live album, Kick okay. Out the Jams, right. yeah. which was and probably the their best tre- selling album. It was tremendous, right? Tremendous tune, oft covered. You'll hear a lot of the bands do right. kick out the jams over the years. I, it just in no way stands out to me in a way that I say this must be a, a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Even I feel like they should be a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. I think you note the, their impact on the music uh, industry and you move on from there. Correct. Is the way that I feel about both of them. So I, I'm totally fine lumping them both into the same category. All right. They're both no's. So you got me. a no-brainer and two no's. Yes. And I got three no's. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing so good on uh, on anybody well, that you I feel anything. I think I'm doing very well. <laughs> Hey, give me, give me, give me somebody who's not in the no category for you of this. Somebody list who's not in the no category. All right, and I'm sure I'll get some feedback about this. Oh boy. To me, the no-brainer out of this group mm-hmm. is Dolly Parton. I, I don't. Who would debate that? Who would possibly debate Dolly Parton as a Dolly Parton is absolutely in the strong category for me as well. Um, I think the only debate about Dolly Parton is when people go back to the. Why call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, gonna, but we're past that. We're, we're way we're, past we're that. We're way past that. And I'd even go beyond that, which is to say that uniquely Dolly Parton, I think, is beloved by the rock and roll community and embraced sure. by the rock and roll community because of like what she stands for and the, the figure that she's been within the music industry over the years. I right. think that people that love rock and roll have loved Dolly Parton in a way that... like. If you put up Celine Dion and said, well, my God, you know, like her voice is unbelievable and she had a billion hits, right? There would be an argument for her as a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. But nobody that liked Rock and Roll was super into Celine Dion. Well, there's somebody else on that list that's like that. I, I think that I know who you're talking very, about. Very, very borderline. I think, we'll, I think we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I, I look at Dolly Parton and I say, what, what, what is the argument against? Like the only argument against could be saying that she's a country singer, right? She's not a rock and roll. Okay. But we're past that. The, everything about Dolly Parton reeks... At, you know, her songs are wonderful. She wrote, I Will Always Love You. Right. My, put her in the damn Rock and Roll of Fame for that alone. If Jolene never existed, and I don't care. You can call it corny. I love 9 to 5. If I hear 9 to 5 today, I'm going to sing along to every word of the song. I get it. It's a corny, silly little song, but I'm still going to do it because it's it's catchy as hell. It's that good of a tune, man. I, I can't fathom it being a hole in Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's in. I mean, she's just, she's, she's a fantastic songwriter. Um, I mean, you know, she she created a whole brand that is tremendous in the Ozarks, yep. right? A hundred percent. Isn't that where it is? It's in Tennessee. Dolly World. It's in the. It's in. Um, I thought it was in Missouri. No, it's in Tennessee. No? It's in the Pigeon Forge, I believe. Yeah, right. It's you've been to Dolly. I've been to Dollywood too, actually. Once Have when, you? I, when I was a kid, we went. I was down there. Um, it's a silly little place. I mean, it's very silly, but. It's, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with it, but she's right. been married to the same guy for like 72 years. Oh, and, and, you know? and she's an icon. She's right. an icon. In, everything about Dolly Parton reeks of, of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I'm 100% in agreement. Okay. I'll give you another one to me that I feel strong about. All and right. it's, you know, if we listed this this person's accomplishments against others, 
I would be willing to have the debate. I don't know why this person jumps the line ahead of some other people that maybe aren't in from the same genre. But as far as what Eminem did in the hip-hop world and what Eminem did in the music world, I can't fathom a debate about him being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eminem, to me, is, is the definition of someone that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His first record was Silly. Like, you go back to the, Hi, My Name is Slim Shady. That was kind of a silly record, but everything he did for the f- few albums after that was was transcendent, was was larger than life. I mean, him doing the the, the, the song with the, um, Stan and doing with Elton John at the Grammys was an iconic moment. Um, El- Eminem's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His man. movie? Oh, 8 Mile was brilliant. By the way, I remember people like going and seeing 8 Mile just because they loved Eminem and trying to convince me that it was a really good movie, and I was like, all right, dude, like, stop. It's Eminem starring in a movie. There's no way it's that good. And then you go see it, and you're like, holy F, this is incredible. You know, and again, this is, this is like Dolly Parton. Is that rock and roll? No. Not really. But we've, we, as you said, we have transcended yep. that at this point. So, yeah, for me, he's, he's, he's in. Yeah, I, yeah, this is a, there's there's a no. I don't know what the argument would be about Eminem I, whatsoever. I don't either. I can't fathom it. He has accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish in this business, and the majority of his songs to me are quite good, frankly. Um, Four out of five we've agreed on. This is not good. Yeah, I can't believe Rage was the only one we disagreed on so far. All right, we're debating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Um, uh, a Paul in Orlando is mad about uh, the Rage Against. He's very mad at you about the Rage Against the Machine thing. I don't blame Paul? him. I'm mad at you too. I'm mad at you two about that. All right, give Sorry. me give me the next one for you. This one goes into my no way. I don't know who the hell this person is. Oh, okay, Fela Kuti. You know what? I'm I, say- I, I looked them up last yes. looked them up last night. He's a Nigerian band like leader, jazz musician. Uh, you know, I, I gotta say no. Okay. I, by the way, I agree with you, and this is the ironic part about it. I had never spent any time with Fela Kuti. Went down to listen last. I don't even night. know if I'm saying his name right. He's amazing. Like he's really good. He's he's his music is excellent. I I want to spend more time with it. But a rock and roll hall of famer? Right. No. I like, mean, you can go you can go to a club anywhere and and run into a musician who's phenomenal. Yeah, no question. Doesn't mean they belong in the rock and roll no, hall of no, fame. Not uh, there's just no debate whatsoever about. It. I was trying yeah, to come I, up with I baseball, don't know who that is. Trying to come up with a baseball comparison for Fela Kuti, like someone who <laughs> And I can't, I, I'll give you an example. I'm obsessed. I believe Kenny Lofton should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think Kenny Lofton was one of the most overlooked great baseball players that existed. I don't even think Fela Kuti I can make a Kenny Lofton argument for. Right? No, I, absolutely I, not. I've never heard of the person. Correct, because most baseball fans, yes, 99%, no, know who Kenny, know who Lofton, Kenny Lofton is. Lofton Correct. Is. I can't make any argument other than to say... I spent time listening I, to Fela Kuti, and it made me want to listen to more because he's really good. I'll tell you what. I will give you this. I'll bet you that more people walking down the street of Manhattan know a Rage Against I, the Machine song I can't than believe know it. Fela Kuti. You're still Kuti. going back to the Everybody knows Rage Against the Machine song, Spiro. Everyone. Because I'm going to say this. I'm not sure. Now I'm looking at Cassidy's face. Cassidy's a resident young person. Cassidy, you, you don't. Do you know any Rage Against the Machine songs? You can pick up your microphone. No. Pick up the microphone, nope. Cassidy. No, I do not. There you go. Do you yes, know any fellow cootie songs? Okay, I probably do. That's the thing. But that, I'm more of like, I, what? But wait yeah, a minute. No. If, you, if, you, if you heard a song and you said, oh, that's them. That's not rock and roll. You got to know who they are if you want to be in a rock really? and roll hall Hang of fame. On a second, we're gonna. Do I this. agree with that. I actually no. Agree it, with it, that. You, she can't. It Hang doesn't make any second. difference whether she has no, heard their music. I do think it matters. If she doesn't know who they are, 
If she if 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 I mention to you a rock and roll hall of fame person and you can't name one song, she can't name a song. You might play her something and she goes, Oh, that's but them? remember she's young. Doesn't make Keep any difference. Keep that in mind, right? Hey, like I still I still have my like I Hang on a second. I'm, this is an honest question. Can you name a Fleetwood Mac song? A Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Can you name a Fleetwood Mac song? Dreams. Um, I just that blew up in my face. Boy, that blew up in my face big time. I I would love to see him in concert. Well, that was a 10 8 round. (laughs) That did not go well for you. I met Bob Welch once. Okay. Who was in Fleetwood Mac before Mm -hmm. they hit it big. And then Bob Welch had a couple of hits. I was going to say, how how did his life go after that? (laughs) So I used to work at a record store on Liberty Road, record theater. And we used to get free tickets to concerts. So this guy and I got free tickets to go see. We got backstage passes to Fleetwood Mac. They're playing at the Capitol Center. And he was a big autograph guy. My buddy Mac. He was a huge autograph guy. So we're backstage. And there's two different backstages. There's backstage for the morons. And then there's backstage for the real VIPs. We were in the moron backstage area. And Bob Welch is there. So Mac walks up to him and says, aren't you Bob Welch? And he says, yes. He says, could I get your autograph? Gave him his autograph. He goes, is there any way you can go in there and get me the rest of the band's autographs? Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And you Bob really? Welch looks at him and he says, first of all, no. Second of all, the only guy that talks to me is Mick Fleetwood. The rest of them don't want Yeah, right. And you, and you probably don't even care about me. <laughs> Everybody in the band, you want, you want Lindsey Buckingham's autograph. Right. You want Stevie Nicks' autograph. That's really funny. I can't fathom that. And I see, by the way, when we do like Ravens player shows, we get this all the Dude, do you think you could talk to Lamar Jackson for <laughs> right. No. I don't know you. I would Tyus says his mail the Tyus Bowles be like, if my brother asked me for that, I wouldn't do it for him. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's not going to be a thing whatsoever. Some stranger comes oh. up to me. Hey, I got a question for you. You think you uh, you think you can go talk to Ray Lewis for me? Like, right. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna get right on that. I'm gonna get right on that, Chief. Kenji Bahar. Who played with the Ravens this season? His kid oh, I from Calvert. No, Fella yeah, Falakuti, right? He um he was from Calvert Hall, and he got to be on the roster this year, and he was sort of like their emergency quarterback. He dressed for the game when everybody had COVID, and I asked him, I'm like, dude, did you you know like take advantage of this? Did you go over and like you know get a signed jersey from Lamar Jackson? He's like, no. <laughs> No, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going right. to walk around right. like I don't belong here, like I'm a tourist. Right. I'm like, dude, I hear you, but like, how many opportunities are going to have to do something like this, man? I get it. All right, we're breaking down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Spira Marikis, the play-by-play voice from Towson, is in studio with us. We're, we're, we're through six so far. Okay. And Spiro's got – Spiro's doesn't feel mild about anybody. Spiro's very much no, you're in it. or you're I not. I got some milds here. I got some milds coming up. All right. Uh, I, uh, who threw out the last one? You did. Fella Cootie. So it's, yeah. it's back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know what? Let me, let me throw it because I haven't put a mild on my list either yet. So okay. let's for the sake of it, I'll put a mild on here. All right. I am mild about Dion Warwick. Mild. Okay. Show Me the Way to San Jose is a great tune. She's had some great tunes. I know she there are there are people that feel very strongly about Dion Warwick. I am largely indifferent towards Dion Warwick. Now you were not born. I, I was not. I was. Mm-hmm. She was on the radio all I hear you. the time. I hear you. All the time. You know, her and Burt Backrack were like connected together. Sure. She did all the Burt Backrack songs. And then she came back and she had the huge hit, That's What Friends Were For. Yeah, it was a massive hit. No you question know. about it. Not for me. And th- by the way, this is where like the 
the, you know, we were talking about this with Celine Dion a second ago. I don't, I know it doesn't matter. No, we've identified and said it doesn't matter what kind of music you make. Right. But I still need to lean towards something that might fit a bit more. Oh, we're going to end up fighting about somebody else. I already know somebody else on the list okay. we're going to fight about. Um, there's nothing rock and roll at all to me about Dion Warwick. No. She's the definition of easy listening, meh, to me. She, I think she's talented, but I don't think her music ever, ever really showed off that talent, right? Like, I don't think she ever challenged herself vocally. I think she made easy music to make, frankly. To me, she is the steroid candidate of this. Okay. Rock and roll <laughs> Explain that to me. She had a great career. Yeah. She then became the spokesperson for the psychic network. Oh, that did that, that did definitely. That was what most people knew her for for a very long time. To me, that's like well, that's disqualifying to yeah, you. She took steroids. It's like she took steroids. She 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 spent ten years pushing the psychic network. I just, so. I can't believe that's disqualifying. I don't. I, 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 I'm willing to. That makes her. I mean, I'm mild. I think, I'm mild. I think know. that makes her more like the Kurt Schilling of this group, right? Um. Uh, okay. Like. All right. Like where it's more. I. By the way, I don't think it's a slam dunk that Kurt Schilling has to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame no matter what. I think that he probably had a, a Hall of Fame caliber career based um, on the postseason, but I don't think it's the slam dunk that some people believe that from a baseball standpoint, he's definitely a surefire I think Hall if of Mike Messina's in, Kurt Schilling has to be in. Mm, okay. Messina was a little better. He was definitely career. better. Schilling was obviously had the better postseason, postseason success. Right. It's an interesting argument. But we all know Kurt Schilling went nuts. Like, he, he just... He, it, it's not... He wants to you to believe that it's because he likes Donald Trump. I assure you, there are plenty of people in the Baseball Hall of Fame that love Donald Trump. Plenty of them. It's not because he loves Donald Trump. It's because he went nuts and started saying extreme, absurd, at times dangerous things, right? Well, he came out and told everybody, don't vote for me. So if you tell that me, made, don't right, vote for me, was, I'm not voting for you. And that obviously you. was okay. the end of it after. That's what you want? I won't um, vote for you. But, I mean, she again, your Celine Dion reference, is, I think, is appropriate here. Uh, I mean, but she was. She was all over the radio yep. for about a three-year period. Big star, big star, relevant, matters. I just don't I don't feel as strongly about... Isn't she Whitney Houston's aunt? Uh, Maybe, she, yeah, yeah, there is some sort of... Cousin, there is, there is a, 100%. Yeah, they're, I don't feel as strongly... Like, Diana Ross, that's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, right? Like, uh, that's that's a no-brainer. That's, that is top of the top. Yes. Dionne Warwick, if she gets in, I don't think it's offensive, right? Like, I think she had a wonderful career. And is this her talent. first time on the ballot? It's, I haven't been able to think... If it is, then no. She's not a first ballot. Not, not a first sure. ballot rock. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. She's, there's no way that it would be okay for her to be a first ballot rock and roll. Right. i got to assume she's been on the ballot before. I, Steve I don't Warwick. know. I don't know. She's not young. Like, no, I can't, I can't assume that this is – I think it's 25 years from your first album that you it, first become For eligible. your first piece of yeah. recorded music, right? So I'd be surprised if she was a first ballot Hall of Famer. She gets in, fine. It, it certainly is not embarrassing that Dionne Warwick would be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just don't feel strongly about her because her music never really spoke to me in any sort of way. All right. My turn? Yes. This is a lock. Oh. Carly Simon. Oh, we feel very differently about this. Oh, I love it. Explain to me why Carly Simon is anything more than you're so vain. Because I all of the rest of her music to me is extraordinarily forgettable. 
Uh, I think you're wrong. I think you haven't listened. I've spent time. I, I literally just this week went back and re-listened to make sure that I wasn't. I spent. What did you listen to? You're so vain? No, I I know you're so vain, <laughs> well, Spear. Okay. I went and spent some more time with Carly Simon. I'll tell you. I'll give you some songs that I listened to this week because I, I actually did. I felt like I must be wrong about something. Um, Hang on a second. Carly Simon. I listened to Coming Around Again. I listened to You Belong to Me. I listened to Why. I listened to That's the Way I've Always Heard It. Unbelievably great song. Should be. I felt... Anticipation. I felt... It was like Heinz ketchup commercial. I felt indifferent. I felt felt nothing more. Two Hot Girls on a Hot Summer Night. Great song. I mean... I don't know that song for what it's worth. Okay. I'd be willing to spend time with it. I'd be willing to dive back in. I'm telling you, the time that I spent with Carly Simon, I felt myself... She was on the radio as much as Dionne Warwick, but she is a rock and roll Hall of Fame person. You know, she had a duet with her husband. That was a big hit. Yep. Uh, James Taylor. Yep. She's she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She literally is on my no list. Okay. <laughs> Not even All a right. mile. Carly there you Simon go. is on my no list. There you we go. We just Rage Against the Machine that one. I'm going to guess, I think you alluded to something. I think the next one I'm going to put out, because there's somebody who's on my strong list that okay. I'm going to guess you don't feel strongly about. All Knowing right. what I know, I think you're going to feel about this person the okay. way that you felt about Journey when we discussed them. Okay. To me... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Papa Cash just got really mad to find out that you didn't lo- you don't love Journey. <laughs> you should see. Them. I have them on vinyl. I have their albums on That's vinyl. Nice. I love Journey. <laughs> no way. They're mediocre. They're just media. They're you know. I'm they're so, there. I'm they're so there. prepared for you to say that about the next person I'm putting in my strong category. By the I, way, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time, and I don't know if I mentioned this last time I was here or not. Steve Perry singing Don't Stop Believing in the Playoffs against oh, the yeah, San Francisco 100%. Giants. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous, yeah, wonderful. Just a great video. I'm going to put this person in my strong category, and I think you're going to disagree with me. That's my prediction, okay. is that you're going to disagree with me. All I right. feel strongly about Lionel Richie. I feel very strongly about Lionel Richie. I love Border Lionel line. Richie. I got him. You got, got it. You're him. mild. He, All right, I'll deal with that. I'll live with he's, that. He's... he's, he's Borderline. I um, absolutely adore. You, wanna, you said that Carly Simon's music did nothing for you. I understand. There is an argument yeah. that like there's there are Lionel Richie songs. If you want to say Dancing on the Ceiling is sort of a silly, campy song, and it doesn't do that much for you, I'll get it. All right? night long. But his ta- uh, see, I I, I I feel say you say me is is one. You got a microphone, Cassidy. Sorry, You're allowed sorry, to pick it up. Sorry. Yeah. I just said, what about say you say me? So, I love that song. Yeah. I love it. Is I that the video movie. with the blind girl? <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yes, 100%. That's the one. That was the cheesiest video of I, all time. Who cares about th- They're all cheesy videos. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One of these bands, the only reason they're on the list is because oh, of videos. Yeah, we'll get to them. We will get to them. You're right, you're right about that. Um, I love, I think Lionel Richie is a transcendent talent, and I think his talent shone through. Unlike Dionne Warwick, who I don't think her talent shone through. Well, I will, give, I will give Lionel Richie this. He wrote all his own music. 100%. Okay. And I think Much like Carly Simon. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
And Dion Warwick did not write anything. That is true. That is true. Neither did Joan Jett. La- <laughs> hate Joan Jett. It's so funny to me that you hate Joan I'm Jett. I'm seeing I don't her, hate so. Joan oh, Jett. Yeah, I'm going to the Motley Crue concert oh, that's cool. with that's Joan cool. I don't hate her. She just doesn't belong in the Rock that's and Roll so Hall funny. of Fame. That's I, all. I love everything about Lionel Richie. I love... And you okay. know what's really funny? I, mean, I, I have I, no problem with that. I get I get like what you say about All Night Long, but I'm telling you, it to me, that comes on at a party... I, I'm getting up and I'm dancing. Okay. It's just the way that it goes. It's on my There's, iPod. Yes, I still have an wow, iPod. Wow, wow. How old are you, Spiro? I still How have an iPod. I love my you? iPod. Um, I love my iPod. Actually, I had like a 160 gig iPod and I lost it on an airplane once and it's the saddest I've ever been in my life because I had like so many songs that were like recorded live for stuff that I couldn't mm-hmm. get back. You know, like you couldn't find. I right. was really very, very, it was like losing a, a close family member. Like well, it we, was, we, we went from Long Island to Boston last weekend with the basketball yeah. team and- I couldn't wait to get on the bus and just put my iPod on and hit shuffle and go. Next week, I'm driving to Wilmington, North Carolina, and I can't wait to get in my car. By the time I get there on Wednesday night, I will be hoarse. I I still, I haven't canceled my Spotify yet, so I'm still good in that department. Don't get me started (laughs) on that. Come on. All right, uh, Lionel Richie is a strong feeling. By the way, about the most unrock and roll move of all time, Neil Young. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. I, I look. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I have no interest in it. Next, let's, let's go rocking in the free world. Who's next Neil. on your? Who's next on your list? Next on my list. All right. Well, we just kind of mentioned them a little bit, so I will put them in my mild. Mm, Brian Powell says both Carly Simon and Rage should be locks. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. Mild, mild to negative. Okay, can, can I have that category? Yeah, you can. Like but, in between but I mild. Think, and I think ne- there's a difference. Leaning between. towards negative than yeah, mild. I either put it in negative or put it in mild, Spiro. It mild means the hell with them. I'll put it in negative. Duran right. Duran. Oh boy. Oh boy. We do not agree on that. Now I'm not. Here's what I would say. They're mild to me. It's mild. The to reflex me. gave me acid reflux. <laughs> Look, man. I, this is the other thing that we got to talk about: is commercial success and whether or not that outweighs what you feel about the band, right? I, and I get it because then we're going to go to a different place, right? Like somebody would say, "Does Creed get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?" They were wildly commercially successful. I do think it matters for a borderline conversation, right? Okay. Like if I don't, I don't dismiss Duran Duran as being garbage. I think they made fine music. It was it 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 was fair to the era. It was very similar to a lot of music that was being made in that era, and it was memorable amongst music in that era. I think Duran Duran, if you had never seen their videos, mm-hmm. okay, and only heard their music, you'd be, eh. But because they had scantily clad, beautiful women in all their videos- It helps, yeah. You're visualizing that while you're listening to the song when it's playing on the radio. But you're not going to tell me that, like, Hungry Like the Wolf stinks. It doesn't stink. It's, it's a fine song. It's okay. It's not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame good. I'm putting them in a mild category. I'm not telling you they have oh, to be okay. in. Oh, okay. I thought you had them no, in. No, no, no. I don't think they oh, have okay. to be in. They're not going to offend me getting in. I think Duran Duran was based on popularity in the era. I, I'm trying to. I was. I had a baseball comparison earlier for Duran Duran that I. I, I Oh, it's going to drive me nuts because I can't think of who what it was now. Duran Duran to me, oh, God. Hang on. I'll give you I, – I, I, it was a pitcher that I compared them to. I'll come back. I'll pull it back up. I like Duran Duran. I like them. That's the end of okay. it. I like them. I like 
Um, I found them annoying. I, I think Tom Glavin maybe was the comparison that I make, where like you think they're. I didn't find Tom Glavin annoying. I understand that, but like his numbers don't. Su- we treat Tom Glavin like one of the greatest pitchers of in baseball history. His numbers don't actually back that up, right? Okay. Like he his was, he was steady. He was a right. He was a good pitcher at a time where because he was teammates of Greg Maddox and John Smoltz. Them together kind of elevated each other. Greg Maddox was right. an era-defining pitcher. Correct. The other two were good to really good pitchers, right? Duran Duran to me was a good band. They made good songs. Okay. They don't make like songs that I would hold up and say these are some of the greatest songs in the history of rock and roll. No, not not at all. But they're good, and because of that, to me, I'd be fine with them getting in. I'm not going to bang on the table for them to get in. Okay. Next. To me, they're out. Okay. Next. It's your turn. You pissed. Oh, it's me. I said Duran uh, Duran. You so pit, you, uh, John in Little Rock is losing his mind. John Taylor is one of the best baseball, uh, ba- bass players in the world, dude. They transform a generation of music fans globally. Spiro's reasons are annoying. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> uh, Paul, uh, Duran Duran reinvented themselves and they came back with the Ordinary World song in 93 and then the album after that, Astronaut. Yeah, but that didn't register all that. Yeah, but that's no. not the reason why they'd be... Um, uh, and John Proctor uh, just hates New Wave in general. Hates everything about New Wave music. Duran Duran sucks. <laughs> all right, man. This is why we did this segment. Correct. Everybody's all over the place here. All right. All right. Um, next. How many we got left? My God. We still have a few, actually. Well, they nominate everybody, don't they? They really do. They throw everybody in there. All right. Um, th- this one to me, I, I'm going to guess that you and I feel differently about this um, because I think this is, this is an era thing. To me, A Tribe Called Quest is an absolute slam dunk. needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A Tribe Called Quest... Um, did to hip-hop something, and I think that it needs to be defined this way. What they did, no one else could do. I plead ignorance. Okay. Um, and I, I have one song on my iPod, I couldn't tell you what is it, it is. Can I Kick It? That's, I, that I was a very popular it song. It make a lot of sense. Award Tour was very popular. They had a couple of really big hits, but really what they did was they made hip-hop music um, like in, in a way that- Weren't they not around very long, too? Um, they came back a couple times. They ended up having. They didn't make a ton. They didn't make ten albums, but like they made enough that I don't think that the longevity thing. And I would also argue that if the longevity thing is in debate, that they'd be a Calvin Johnson comparison to be made there, right? Okay. Like they were so good at what they did. It has not been matched. You know, out Outcast was a little bit different. It wasn't quite the same in the live music comparison. Like Outcast is sort of held up as the whole the gold standard of hip hop music over the years. They did something, the the roots before they started doing the stupid Jimmy Fallon stuff was fairly close to this. It's music. It's real music that they were making. It's something, they had a band. I mean, it was beautiful what A, a Tribe Called Quest did. I feel extraordinarily strongly about A Tribe Called I, Quest. I can't comment on them. All right, I'll accept that. I'll accept it. Next. All right, I'll put it in one of my mouths. And I hate to say it because I love them. But I just don't think they're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eligible, and that's the Eurythmics. Mm, interesting. I'm closer to strong than I am mild on the Eurythmics. Annie Lennox may be one of my favorite She's singers of all time. She's unbelievable. Why Their do you not? Their music is great because so they they, didn't they make... weren't around very yeah. long. Um, they, they're good. They're just not Hall of Fame. That's all. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I don't. Would I, I lie to you? It was one of my favorite songs I of all time. I don't feel as strongly about them as I do the others in my strong category. But I think that I'm closer to strong with Eurythmics okay. than I am to Mild. Um, I, like the other day, my wife will put on the '90s channel on Directv in the background mm-hmm. a lot, like when when we um, we're having dinner or something like that. 
And it was like the first time I had heard Here Comes the Rain Again in a long time. And I was like, Jesus, what a song this is. Why is that on the 90s channel? Was that not 90s? Was that in the 80s? That was 80s. Are you sure? I feel like that was early 90s. Um, I I was just like, my God, this is a song, man. Like the elements of it. Dave Stewart is phenomenal. Dave Stewart's incredible. And of course, Andy Lennox's voice is just breathtaking. And to me, that's where the talent, I think, outweighs. And I go back to the Calvin Johnson argument. It outweighs the lack of longevity, right? Because like the the just the ability to listen to it, you're like, thank God these people made music together. Thank God this was a thing that ever existed because it was so unbelievably good. It was that but we were given a gift. I just I I can't put them in. They didn't do it long enough. All right. I mean, I'll hear you. Uh, uh, Nick Kelly, by the way, absolutely right on Tribe Called Quest. I don't think any hip-hop band can do what they did. And that's the way that I feel. I think they separated themselves in a way that no one can compare to. Like, it's just that unique about a Tribe Called Quest. And John admits that he's a tad biased on Duran Duran. He's been a fan since 1982. Saw him at Cap Center in 84. Unbelievable band. He just thought he was going to get one of the models in the video. (laughs) God. Spiro's going war, man. Spiro's taking no prisoners. Uh, It's your turn. It's my turn. I thought. Oh, you threw out you were the mixer, I, I right? The, 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 all right. Who do we have left? Who do we still need to cover in this? Segment? One, two, three, um, four. All right. Yeah. Five. All right. We'll do. We'll deal with this. I. I. We got five left. It's funny because I, emotionally, I'm closer to mild, but I think practically, Pat Benatar is a strong. I. I Pat Benatar. My God. I mean, just hit after hit after hit. I. I, I don't care that much about. It's a funny thing. I have no personal feeling towards Pat Benatar. Like I have no story of going to see Pat Benatar or like a song that stands out to me but like look at how many super hits Pat Benatar had I think Pat Benatar qualifies in every way and Pat Benatar I have strong feelings about as a rock and roll hall of famer because of it well if you hate Joan Jett I'm not going to be surprised by the fact that you're not going to feel strongly about Pat (sighs) Benatar my boss at Towson who I love Mike Gaffigan love Gaff I told him I was coming on here and we were doing this and he said to me you better have Pat Benatar in your list. And I told him, she does not make my list. Mm. Mm. Again, what is your she's argument not against a Hall Pat- of Famer. That's Pat- all. She's good, okay? She's good. Great. She's good, and she has hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. She, she didn't have a hit after hit after hit after hit. She had like four. Love is a battlefield. Yeah. Shadows of the hit night. Hit me with your best hit shot. Hit me with your best shot. Heartbreaker. Come on, dude. Pat Benatar's got a friggin' look. I've only got three in here. Right? I got trope. Dolly Parton. You, you can't compare you, you're any. You're that. You're the Baseball Hall of Famer, the voter that turns in one name on your list. You're that guy. No, you're, because actually this year and every other year, I would have put in Barry Bonds, Roger right, Clemens. Right, right, I I, I would have put him in. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. And by the way, can seven. I tell you a guy who never gets on my list? Tell you a guy that never gets mentioned for the Hall of Fame, and you go look up his numbers. If you want to put Kenny Lofton. Ben- thank you. I've already made the you argument. You want to put Pat Benatar in there? Yeah. Then put Albert Bell in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I got really. He was, was the best hitter for. In he baseball was dead, for like but six was years. it five? That's what I was, was the first I, guy in like years. Is what came. He was out like the first guy in like fifty years to get hundred extra base hits in a season. I know. You know just, how hard it is to get hundred extra base hits in a season. He still didn't win MVP that year. Correct. Move on one. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, God. It's, it's almost my, my tidbit. It was because Travis. Albert Bell was just a jerk. So if you put Albert right. Bell in the Hall of Fame, I'll let you put Pat right. Benatar in the Hall of Fame. Are you saying no or are you saying mild? I'm saying mild. All right. So, that, yeah, But mild to me is you're not offended by this person getting I'm in. I'm not offended, but I wouldn't put him in myself. All right. Fair enough. Next. Negative. No, because I couldn't name one song she ever did. Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. I listened again, much like with Carly Simon. I, I, I know again. she had, she had like twenty hits in England. I, I oh, Matt, it's unbelievable seeing yeah, how many hits I, she had. But like, I went no. back and re-listened to Wuthering Heights. Yeah, it's a oh my terrible god, terrible song. My it's dog Cosmo not, sings better. It's terrible. It's god awful. I'm like, how is this something? I don't get it at all with Kate. But yeah, it look, was her other songs aren't nearly as bad. The Running Up the Hill is a good song. But no. I actually was going to record Cosmo barking at me last <laughs> night. Compare it to Kate Bush. <laughs> and when she came up, I was going to say this sounds better than Kate Bush. Look, but I, I, my wife told good, me I could There are do good that. Kate Bush songs. I'm not debating that whatsoever. But Kate Bush is not a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. I am completely in agreement with no. you. That is a no or negative for okay. me as well. Let's go ahead and have it out about Devo because I'm going to put them mild. I'm going That's to say. That's exactly where I'm putting them. I'm going to say. That I always this is again a little bit a little bit before me not much before me but a little bit before like I really understood music. Oh come on, it was way before. It was you. a little bit. Settle down. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm basically forty at this point. Forty. I know. You I, weren't even born when they were around. No, that's not true. Um, I was born in '83. Come on. What, when Devo was still into the '80s. Come on. Are come we on. not Devo? Would that come out in like yeah, 1979? Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um. I think that I dismiss Devo entirely because Whippet is just so silly, right? Mm-hmm. That I think I always sort of treated Devo as just being a silly kind of one-off. They are silly, but you know, their version of satisfaction. And that's very silly, of course. I've gone back and listened to some more Devo, and they're not just a silly band. Like, they made some good music. And if they get in, I don't know that it's offensive necessarily. I'm closer to know that I am strong. But I wouldn't be offended by Devo as a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. I just don't think there's an argument for Devo in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they had a huge hit that remains transcendent to this day, and that's why they still kind of matter in the in pop culture zeitgeist. And they were the di- they were they were the complete opposite of Duran Duran because the Whippet video had no yeah, good no, looking. That's women. right, correct. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. Um, I they're mild. I I would I be offended? No. But I wouldn't put him yeah, in. I, I got, I've got nothing for Devo whatsoever. I got nothing for Devo either. Uh, I think. Are we down to the no, last? No, we got one left. Yeah, I was gonna say this is. I think this is a. Uh, oh no, there's two left. Yes, there is two there's left. There's two left. Correct, and one of them to me is a lock. Okay, which one to you is a lock? Judas Priest. Judas Priest is a lock to me as well. Judas Priest is an absolute lock. There's no debate about that whatsoever. They've been ar- they were around forever. I mean, yep. they were at the forefront of heavy metal. Defined. The defined. Hard rock, heavy metal music, right. absolutely defined. If you loved, if you loved that genre of music, you loved Judas Priest. There was no debate to be had. Correct. If you cared about hard rock music, um, I'm not trying to call them Metallica, right? They're not that. But if you, if there's nobody that loves hard rock music that hates Metallica. That person but doesn't exist. Judas and I would Priest feel, beget Metallica. Right. Correct. I mean, they've been around since like 1969. Rob Halford is an, an icon. Correct. Is an absolute yes. Um, ro- true rock star. Yes. Judas Priest to me, there is no debate whatsoever. No about debate. That. Correct. That there brings is. us to the last one, and I admit that like I flirted with because of the totality of what he's done, he should be in. 
But I'm actually going to go back to just saying I feel mildly about it. Beck is fine. And Beck's... Look, Odelay was an incredible record. Nobody's arguing with that, right? Like, it was a a freaking brilliant record. People like Beck's folk music. Like, he had this weird transition where he just became a folk artist for some time. And people like that a lot better than I do. I don't think his folk music is very good. Um, I think it's forgettable. Entirely forgettable, frankly. And I like folk music. Um... I think his electronic music was probably some of the best stuff that he had done. Um, I think it's it's hit or miss for me with Beck. Look, man, the man's won multiple album of the years, the Grammys. Like, it, you know, if we were doing the baseball qualifications, he would probably hit all of those things, and you'd sit back and say, "Jesus, man, I guess he's a Hall of Famer, right?" Like, I guess he is. I just don't feel strongly about it because I think he's been propped up and I don't think he in any way deserved the album of the year a couple years ago when he won it. Like I listened to that record. It was not a good record to me. It was just, we've decided we like Beck. So we're going to honor Beck. Um, I, I don't feel it in that way. But again, I loved Odelay. Of course, when you hear where it's at or loser, you're like, yeah, these were jams. These were huge smash hits that everybody sang along to. I like the, the next record with sex laws and Deborah. I thought those were great songs, but I don't feel strongly about him as a rock and eh. hall of famer. That's all I have to say. Okay. Eh. Okay. But are you mild or no? I'm mild, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where I am. If he gets in, am I going to be upset about it? No. Actually, I'm not going to be upset if anybody gets in. I don't know. I'd be pretty upset, be upset if, if if Carla... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'd be pretty... I actually would be pretty upset if Kate Bush got in. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? What? And again, I will mention another year, not even on the nominee list... Jethro Tull. That is weird. That is weird. I honest to God would have just assumed they were in. I would have just assumed that nope, Jethro Tull was in. Not even nominated. All right. So my strongs Rage Against the Machine, Valley Parton, Eminem, Judas Priest, Lionel Richie, A Tribe Called Quest, Eurythmics, and well, Pat you just Benatar. Let everybody in. I am I am more of a big tent. Yeah, I in general, are. I'm more you of a big, big tent, tent when it comes to the Hall of Fame. You had My Strong are Dolly four. Parton, Eminem, Carly Simon, and Judas Priest. And you even got one of them wrong. <laughs> you had four and you got one of them wrong. It's amazing. That's a what solid a, C. What? Three out of four. <laughs> what a list. What a list. All right. I'm gonna give those to Paul. We'll get them posted at glennclarkradio.com a little bit later on. Spiro Marikas, I, uh, I would, was fun. I appreciate it. It's good to have you in. This was you got fun. everybody fired up. That everybody's mad. Everybody's <laughs> mad. <laughs> it's more. I think it's more personal than it is for the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think it really absolutely. Is is. Music is much more personal. Far more personal. Like the Baseball Hall of Fame, you're sort of like, I think this guy should be in, but I don't care passionately about it. Right. Right. Like you care passionately about who you think should be in the Rock and Roll Correct. Hall of Fame because of yes. how much you like them. I because- was deeply offended that you said that Tom Glavin was just an okay pitcher. He won 305 games in the three and a half ERA. No, I understand that, but we un- we understand that winning games wins alone are not what defines a pitcher. Yeah, five. His, his numbers seasons. weren't as good as Mike Messina. And two, two, Spear doesn't think all that highly of Mike Messina. I didn't say that. His, I just his, said that if Kurt Sh- if Mike Messina's in the Hall of Fame, then Kurt Schilling should. By be the way, involved. it was Mark that was supposed to call in this morning. Really, he, and he yeah, didn't. Well, I got, won, I'll deal with him. He won I'll 35 more games than Mike Messina, and he won, won two Cy Young awards. But winning games, he was on a better team. He won two Cy Young awards. I understand. That. Wait a minute, family. wait a minute. Look, 
Mike Messina. I have no problem with Mike yeah. Messina Mike being in the Hall of Fame. Not, of by the way, in no world am I saying Tom Glavin shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying he's not Greg Maddox. Greg oh, Maddox is a is. transcendent generational pitcher. Tom Glavin was a really good pitcher. There's a difference between those things. I, there's a difference between Randy Johnson and Tom Glavin. There's a difference between Roger Clemens, frankly, and Tom Glavin, right? Like, Tom Glavin was a good, deserving Hall of Famer. He's more of a self-tosser, yeah. But not, he was not, his talent was not overwhelming in the way that some of these other guys were. I would never compare him to the greatest, The even I, among Hall of Famers, we can separate and say, these guys were the great. If you think Jim Tomey was one of the greatest baseball players of all time, you're nuts. But he was a damn good power hitter and obviously is a deserving Hall of Famer okay. because of it. Yes, but he is. you cannot make an argument that Jim Tomey is as good as the greatest baseball players of all time. That's, that's insane. You can be in the Hall of Fame and still we can all acknowledge you're not Willie Mays. See, you're I not thought, Hank Aaron. You're I thought not, the argument that you were making was that he... Gets the accolades because of the team that he was on. Like, no, I think he gets treated as though he was a, a the great one of the greatest pitchers of all time because we treat that Braves trio as being so unique and so special. The truth is, it was one transcendent, eternal pitcher and two guys who were really good. Yeah. Right, two guys that we acknowledge weren't as good as the other guy. I was. still put John Smoltz on a tier below Glavin. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he was came, good. He, no, he, he was, was very the good, best closer in baseball. Yeah, for I mean, I don't. I don't think John. Years. I think John Smoltz and Tom Glavin are pretty similar in that way. I don't think that I would separate those two much at all. If I don't think I would at all, frankly. I I love those Braves teams. Of course, who didn't love those Braves teams? It was America's. Those teams. I, I'm all in on it. But that's. I think part of it. Fred was, McGriff. Uh, I think Fred McGriff, of course, should be in the Baseball Hall 100%. of Fame. I 100% agree about that. I think he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. more he would be. Uh, 100%. He just got into that number. So, <laughs> do, so dumb. It's so it strikingly dumb. dumb. It is dumb. Uh, big weekend at Towson. Yes. Thursday, 5 o'clock, William & Mary, basketball. Sat, uh, Friday, 6 o'clock, Hopkins, lacrosse. And Saturday, 2 o'clock, Elon. That's the Autism Awareness Day, which is very near and dear to uh, oh, Pat, Pat Scary's no question. heart. No, no doubt. And do they? Uh, they want you to wear blue for that game. Is that the? That's the the Towson will wear blue. Right. That's what. All right. Very good. Um, I love this from Ed. Never heard of Kate Bush, so I googled her. Now I know why I'd never heard of her. <laughs> Sadly, I can't get Ed. We agree, my friend. We are in complete and total agreement about that. Uh, at you're on Twitter at Spiro Towson PBP. PBP. Yeah. You don't really yeah, I don't really not, not remember really what it is. Thing. Unless I tag Spiro in a tweet. <laughs> he doesn't. Add Spiro Towson PVP. Follow there him go. there. Love you, brother. Great to see you. Oh, man. Love Thank it. you for coming in. Okay. Spiro Marik is joining us. We'll come back in. Cassidy's top five, uh, tidbit and tuba to wrap up the day. It's Glenn Clark Radio. After being virtual in 2021, the CIAA Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament is headed to Charm City this February 22nd through 26th. The CIAA is an event that has become a celebration of family, culture, and accomplishments that uplift and strengthen the African-American community. See the excitement in person as some of the best college basketball in the country comes to Baltimore's Royal Farms Arena with the CIAA Men's and Women's Conference Tournament. Get your tickets now at CIAA. Double A Tournament.org. That's CIAA Tournament.org.
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Wednesday morning at 11.30. Vandal Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VSIN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all the info you need and even to offer a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Brought to you by the Vandal Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio and watch at YouTube.com slash press box online glory days grills winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese it also features the center cut sirloin with grilled shrimp the char grilled pork tenderloin grilled meatloaf sandwich smoky thigh wings with alabama barbecue sauce and a brussels and bacon appetizer all of these items pair well with devil's backbone eight point ipa or their anniversary ipa brewed by devil's backbone and try their seasonal cocktails blood orange burger Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. It's another cold winter here in Baltimore, but this time there's no hot stove to warm you up. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and while there may be no activity in the world of baseball, I'll still be here every week with my co-host Zach Goodman to give you all the latest in the CBA negotiations as teams look to get back on the field in time for spring training. You can watch us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports and listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the the latest in baseball coverage right here on the Battle Round. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports and try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, some great responses. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did that. Spiro Marika's coming in this morning. Uh, John Iron Maiden and Deep Purple should be in too. Yeah, in that genre, I, I do agree the significance of that. Um, I, I, completely, I completely agree that they should be in. Um, uh, Ed agrees with me that number one on the list. I can't believe how Spiro responded to Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine is such a slam dunk to me on that list. Like, they are... I, I can't even imagine what the debate would be about. And he said no to Rage Against the Machine. That's unreal to me. Like, what are we... Why have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if Rage Against the Machine isn't I, in I, it? I, I still can't believe Cassidy doesn't know who they are. She does. She just doesn't know that she... Hang on a second. She yeah, does. This is, this, is, this is exactly... This is exactly what it is. This is a let me let me do this. Uh, I'll give you a, a killing in the name of, for example. You one hundred percent know this song. Uh. Oh, I just want to go slam into something right now. She she doesn't. Oh, know. this is so. This is. This so is my depressing. dad's music, but like I, I don't. Think I, I I own that. I don't care. I'm I'm over that. I don't give a crap anymore. Oh God, there's. Nope. <sighs> That's what it is. She hasn't seen. There's something about Mary. So just keep that in mind yeah. whenever we we use Cassidy as our barometer for something. She hasn't seen the film. Come there's something on. about Mary. All right, today's show is also brought to you by, ooh, you know what? If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley had a great conversation. I just realized I gave you my list, but I need it back, Paul. I'm sorry, because i got to keep track of the reads that I've done today. I'll give it back to you at the end of the show. 
Um, uh, great conversation with the Otter, Greg Olson, last night on Facebook Live. Facebook.com slash Sports and click on the videos tab if you missed it, or go to PressBoxOnline.com slash video and see it there. And speaking of Towson, as we just had Spiro in studio, uh, on Wednesday, Stan's going to catch up with Towson basketball coach Pat Scary ahead of the Autism Awareness Game this weekend. And you can see that Facebook.com slash Sports. It's time for Cassidy's Top 5. and maybe, maybe you should alter it now that I know what the subject was. Maybe you need to alter the list after what we just did for the last hour. Cassidy's Top 5 brought to you this week by ooh, the best of issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. This is the final week, last chance for you to get your hands on this one before it's gone forever. Justin Tucker, our MoGaba Sports Person of the Year, on the cover. Get it right now, and then we will have a new issue for you on newsstands next week. Um, celebrating a sports anniversary, and we'll leave it at that. Cassidy's top five. What is your topic for this week's top five, Cassidy? Okay, so my top five are normal things that like occur every day that like are people don't have issues with, but like I physically can't stand. Like like I have to altercate my life around it. Uh, we learned yesterday, for example, that Jeremy Kahn will literally vomit if he hears the sound of styrofoam rubbing against each other. Oh, uh, like I didn't that's. Know that. He said that he would, or cardboard was the other one, Cardboard right? tearing. Cardboard tearing. He has to walk out of the room if there is a situation like that. Is this that type of? Yeah, it's like okay. that. Okay. All right. Very good. So my number five is I have to wear gloves if I take out the trash. I, like, physically can't touch trash. I hate food. I hate, like, it built up. Like, it you grosses say, me you out. You say take out the trash. You mean, like, taking a bag of trash out to the trash can that, or taking? Like, that or even just, like. You know, clearing off dishes, like you know, after dinner, like, like rubber. You got to do like rubber gloves to do dishes. Like, yeah, it's a little over the top. No. It's a little over the top. It's a bit. It's a bit. Look, in general, we'd probably all be smart to do it because you know, it is kind of gross and germs that we don't like. Admittedly, I'll take the the trash down. You know, I got out. We live on a farm, so it's a long haul for me to take the trash down to the the street corner. Um, so I'll take it down, and I won't like. I won't immediately think I need to go in and wash my hands, right? Like, I won't think that because I just touched the outside of a trash can, right? I don't think about that. So I'd probably be smart to wear gloves. I'd probably be smarter, but I definitely don't feel the need to do that in those circumstances. It's a bit, it comes off a bit germophobic. I'm a bit beyond, germophobic. Beyond reason. No, beyond what's, what's reason. reasonable. And like, if my dad or my parents say, hey, clean off the table, they have to like clear their food off the plates and then I'll wash it. Like I can't do that. Like that's why I can't do trash. Is like it's interesting. Just, yeah. This isn't. This is. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ways that this might. Uh, like in other circumstances, do you? Let's say pre-pandemic. Oh, you were young. You're too young then. Obviously, you wouldn't drink alcohol. You're not. You're not old enough. Um, I'm trying to think of in a pre-pandemic world. Let's say that you and your friends were out drinking soda, right? And somebody was like, hey, you should really try this soda. It's delicious. Would you have been willing to take a sip from the same soda can that your friend had taken a sip from? No. I can only, that's another thing. I can only drink after my mom and my sister. The only two people I can really, truly drink after. It's very mm. interesting. I don't drink after people. It's very interesting. And straws. I get Again, the, pan the pandemic has changed a lot of this, but I'm saying pre-pandemic, if like we were out somewhere, again, we, you're not old enough, but we, drink, we would drink beer, mm -hmm. right? And somebody would say to me, uh, this is a delicious beer. You should try this beer. Uh, if it was a friend of mine, I'd just be like, all right, sure. The hell with it. It depends right? on the friend. Like, it depends. Like, yeah. I'll drink after my roommate. 
but like there's certain people that like I refuse. Like I like I it's a thing. Like I don't know. But I for the that. longest time I'm not I suggesting I was out drinking strangers' beer. Like right, I'm not right. suggesting I would do that. And by the way, that happens a lot in radio where you're out somewhere and people are like, dude, come, you know, you should you should try this. It's still I'm like, mm. Yeah, yeah, bro, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't know you. No, like when I went to the movies with my family, I could only drink after my sister, so like I would only be able to share a drink with her or like I'd have to double the, the straws. The, the giant sixty eight, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wouldn't know because we invited you to the movies and you gave us a middle finger, Papa Cass. That's uh, that's what happened. You said, I would rather die than hang out with that's you exactly guys. exactly what happened. That's exactly the way that it played out. That's how I remember All right, number it. four. Um, kind of goes with trash, but I can't, I don't use them and I can't touch them. Like, it grosses me out. I don't like napkins. What? <laughs> no, and it's... it's <laughs> I, like, can't do napkins. What did it... What do you mean you can't? What about paper towels? <laughs> paper towels are fine to an extent. What is the difference? But like, I don't use them. Does that make sense? Like, I don't like. I'll wash Jeez. my hands. How can you wipe both your hands a, on your pants? Wait, wait, how no. can you both be a germaphobe and not use napkins? These because things don't seem to correlate. Think about it. Like, okay, say you're sitting at dinner and you have like your, I don't know, like let's say you have like someone sitting next to you and they're coughing into their napkin. I will actually yak. I can't do people Would like you wiping cough not into their napkin. No, I'd rather them get up and cough somewhere else because like I I don't know it's like I can't do the whole like if you're eating and like just food and like stuff that's just being like mushed in your mouth do and you then eat put crabs? into an I do I love crabs. Okay, so how do you because that's basically an, an ali ali oxen free situation, right? Like okay, there's crabs just being spit out all over the place and like people are biting shells and spitting them out like. Crab, the process of eating crabs is, by these standards, very gross. Like, there's there's just all sorts of... You've heard of, like, selective hearing? I have, like, selective germophobia. So, like, I'm not, like, the ideal germaphobe where everything bothers me, but... You're not Howie Mandel, like, where people can't touch you. Right. Yeah. I'm very, like, like, it's certain things. Like, there's just certain things. But napkins is so weird. Do you put a napkin in your lap when you eat? Um, the ones that you... Yeah, like, if you go to Olive Garden, you know, like, the... They're not, like, paper ones. (laughs) That's your go-to? Yeah, because they're, like, the... If you have a nice fancy dinner at the Olive Garden... I'm just saying, like, I'll put that on my lap. Yeah, but, like, I I don't do napkins. But at home... Right. You wouldn't put a paper napkin in your lap. No, my family, and like, I swear it, like, my family plays jokes on me by, by putting napkins, like, on plates for me, and they I won't should. touch them. Like, I won't touch the plate. My, my, That's my, weird. My mom is terrified of straws and rubber bands. So What? She's terrified of them. What is to be terrified she gave, of? She gave me, so my grandmother would give us cards <laughs> for Christmas, and so she had a stack of cards I had to give to me and my two sisters, and... They were wrapped in a rubber band. So she took them out of the my, – my stepmother took them off the rubber band and immediately handed me the rubber band. She goes, I can't hold this. Get this away from me. This is a weird bit, man. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> and, and, and Straw's freak. I, we're, we're, we're convinced that when she was a child, her brothers tormented her with rubber bands. And I mean, yeah, there might be some – if there's trauma involved, I don't end up feeling bad she about it. She doesn't remember any of it, but, but we, we – don't have we, trauma from it. It's, it's I, a I napkin, also, I think the grossest thing in the world – So hang on a second. What do you do, for example – what do you do if you're uh, sitting down, you have a nice like a barbecue chicken sandwich, right? And a little bit of the barbecue sauce squirts out onto the table. Do you just leave it there for someone else to deal with? Yeah. Oh, oh my no. God. But listen, so there's also Clean like, up your mess, Kat. There's oh. also like the little wet like How can um, you be a germaphobe like, um, but okay with just leaving wet, wet wipes? Wait, wet, wet, wet naps? Wipes, but do yeah. you just keep wet wipes like, with you at all times? I have some in my bag sometimes, yeah. And like the thing is too is like I'd way rather do that and like 
restaurants always carry them, so like sometimes I'll ask them for those and like instead of like napkins. But like the thing is, we is, have like, no wet wipes in my restaurant. I yeah, can't. I, mean, like, I, don't I, think, I don't think fancy establishments like, like the Olive Garden have wet wipes. It's more like available. an at home thing. Like if like think about like taking just a stack of dishes and everyone's just nasty napkins are crumpled up and put right on top of it. And you're just sitting there like, yeah, I'm going to touch these. And like, no, I'm not even going near them. I'm not even looking at them. So I'm telling you right now, if I looked at a pile of napkins, <laughs> I would like want to throw up. Like literally about to say the F word. No, no, no. It has to be dirty. I, I don't just like get scared of like napkins. So of course everybody th- hates dirty napkins. You, who, wait, like, wait a second. Who leaves a pile of dirty napkins sitting around somewhere for you to. I'm just saying in like a sense of like, I can't like every single growing up, like since I was little, since I can remember, I literally like. If my parents told me to clean the dishes every single time, I would say, okay. But they would know what they'd have to do. Like, they knew. But I don't understand what that has to do with napkins. Because it's it's the fact that it's in a napkin. Like, I can't do the food that's on the plate or the food that's in the napkin. I can't touch it. So when I wash dishes, I'm like... like trying but you'll not leave to it on the... This is the part that drives me nuts. You'll leave it... I, I, you go out the... Uh, uh, the, the place that does like ribs. You sit around, you eat ribs. There's barbecue sauce everywhere. There's barbecue sauce on the. T- you'll just leave it on the table. I mean, no, like I'm not gonna like. Obviously, like I'll wipe it, but like, it's not like. It's hard to explain. Like getting like a paper towel and wiping water or wiping ketchup is fine, right? But when it's wiping your face or it's like food and it's all this stuff built up. Wait, you have a problem with wiping your face? Yes, I do. I you got some breakfast on yeah. my cheek. Right? <laughs> I think it's gross. I don't like it and I can't do it. I think all the right, grossest right, thing in the world is blowing your nose in public. Yes. I, you have to oh. you should excuse yourself to, to a restaurant. Um, I think it's I the agree. grossest thing. I, in the world. I don't inherently disagree with that. I think sometimes... So how do you feel about sneezing? Sneezing, sneezing just comes that. That sneaks up on you. That. Right, right. But, but if you have to go blow your nose, and people I, just stand there in front of a group of people, and they, no, go, excuse the them for another room or the bathroom. The handkerchief. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I, don't, Ugh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't wholly disagree with that. I don't. I don't think it's you know, the end of the world, but I don't wholly disagree. No, that like, is if, you the know, end of the world. That is disgusting. <laughs> It's the end of my world. And if I got a cough, I'm going to do this number. I'm going to pick up my shirt. I'm going to cough into my shirt. And that's fine. That's your shirt. It's touching you. Right, but I don't want to touch any napkin that has well, any I, other I, I agree that if you're it. coughing into like something, yeah, they cough watched, into your shirt. I watched a guy. I was at Looney's like a year and a half ago in, in Bel Air. And there was a guy. He was walking. I was an old guy. And he had, his, he had his mask on. And he let out this rip, roar, and sneeze. Right into his mask, and I get that that's what they're for. And then he just kept walking. Yeah, that that to me, I can't he did do that. Nothing to like wipe if, his face. If, he just if kept I going. if I have to sneeze, Ugh. I'm gonna have to pull my mask down and sneeze. And I'll sneeze into yeah. my arm. Like I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to. I don't want to share it with everybody else. The, it was you know it was a wet sneeze. It was just Ugh. Ugh. all right. All right. I don't even want to, those words just kind of make my blood curl. All right, number three, we got to pick up the pace. Okay, so well then three and two are I'll, they're kind of go okay. hand in hand. So I'll just right. say both of them. So I like grew up around lakes and like rivers a lot and I swim in them um I camp a lot but I when I was younger I'd have to wear shoes in the water because I have a texture thing my mom called them swamp shoes I can't I can't do you feel that way in the ocean um no because it's sand I can't do like the mushy like muddy water it is is gross I don't disagree with that stuck in it I can't like I'll actually like I would rather sit and not go in the water than like touch that. Stuff. I'm like, not gonna I say it, it wouldn't cry. keep me out of the water. It would keep me out. But I I agree with you that it's a gross feeling. So I do wear sho- I have water shoes and like does it look attractive? Absolutely. not. I think I'm a man who might be coming around on water shoes as a whole. Right. I love water but, like, shoes. I think it's I just great. might be coming around in that way. Like I don't really need to step on anything. We that used to wear them when we were kids. They hurt my feet. They were mm. like dug into your heels. You know mm. what I never was before. I realize now the rest of my life I'm a rash guard guy too. I won't. 
like it, I know it's, I'm depriving the world of getting to see my incredible bod, right? Like, so I, I'm sorry, but like I'm a rash guard guy now moving okay. forward okay. because I, I'm just not dealing with like the, you know, the the nipple with the cold right. water. I'm I'm <laughs> over it. The I'm, little I'm Nord o- dog I'm, in you. I'm over it. I just I'm over it. Like yeah. I'm I don't need it anymore in my life. Why why would why would they, I'm too old for that? I got it. When I was down at the beach last summer, we we went out the first day, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and wander the sensations and pick myself up a, a rash guard. Like that's gonna be. I'm a rash guard man moving forward. That's the way it's gonna be. Plus, my wife likes to go out like at like seven in the morning to the beach, and like oh. it's just it's too much, right? It's just too much. And then like you know, because we got kids, they're like, we want to get in the water. I'm like, it's too cold, too cold, too cold, man. Got to get a rash. Guard. If anything, I'll just like I'll like when I do. If I don't have shoes, I'll just like piggyback it. Like on someone's back, like I won't touch it. Like I, won't. you know, you're a little bit fortunate that you're female in that right, way. So Not exactly easy. something that, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just jump. You tell me right. you wouldn't back. piggyback, Paul. Uh, well, not in the water. Like that's what. It's hey, <laughs> hey, what's rule number one around here? <laughs> don't we don't kink shame. All okay. right. Okay. Uh, There's no kink shaming. Uh, what was number two? So two goes with it. I can't like this goes with the ocean. There's like seaweed or algae. Like when I went to Florida, one beach had the most seaweed and algae like just across the top. They're like, I won't go in it. Like I no, won't I don't let think that's it weird. touch me. I think you see gross. You out. see gross looking water. I'm not getting yeah. in that. Wait, no, but it's not gross water. It. it just has a lot of algae. No, it looks gross. Yeah, it just looks gross. Yeah. But like all my friends strong were like, pass. oh, who cares? So they wow. went in, and I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's normal. Not nope. me though. No, nope. I'm with you. No, no. strong pass on okay. anything that looks. Now gross. the first one is the one that I get made fun of the most. So, I can't believe, if it's weirder than napkins, I'm going to be blown yeah, away by uh, it. I don't know. Um, so pretty much, I have a separate shower in my basement at my house, and it has all tile flooring, and I shower in that, um, <sighs> even though me and my sister have a bathroom like upstairs be- in between our rooms. Because it's tile flooring? Now listen, I cannot, I refuse to put my feet on a bathtub that's like the... the um, oh. uh, Oh, like oh, okay. you know the bathtub shower, whatever the yeah, yeah, texture yeah. is. I don't know because what. you're afraid you're gonna slip. No, like I actually like get grossed out having my feet touch it. Okay, now that part's weird. That part is weird. Okay, yeah, it's weird. That's why it's like you know. I'm definitely starting to reach the age where I'm I fear about slipping. Like no. I, it happens to me sometimes where like I'll start to feel, I'll be like oh my god I'm starting to slip on this. No, 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 no. Like I take showers in the tile bathroom, and here's the funny thing. If I go over to my friend's house, you pack a bag, right? Sleep over. Well, I have shower flip-flops that I bring <laughs> because I refuse to go in someone's I, shower and shower without flip-flops. I shower in my apartment shower with flip-flops. Okay, I did it's that. It's my apartment, and I, I still shower because I, I can't I, touch it. I did that in college for sure, right? Because Do it at the gym, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what's funny? I, it, I'm about to join a new gym, so I'll report back to you. Once I feel out what the showers are like at the gym, right? Like, I can get to a place where I'm like, nah, I'm pretty comfortable here. You know, like, I think this is fine. Never. I have been into gyms, though, however, where I've been like, nope, nope. That's going to be a big no mm-hmm. for me. The grossest when I see guys Oh, at my the God. Gym. There's a shower outside in the, okay, the stadium at Stevenson, the the, the weight room there, right? In the, yeah, in the, in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a men's bathroom right outside mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shower in that is the grossest, like, floor area I've everything about I hate everything about so I you know thank they let me work out there and I'm very appreciative of that but like if I got to do a game or something I got to shower there afterwards and it's just an awful experience just put chills like up my spine even touching it and I think the big thing too is like I'm just gonna put myself out here because uh this is definitely the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me but like I I will go to the ends of the earth to not put my feet on a bathroom like that like 
I have showered in socks when I went to a friend's house. Okay, now that, that's... You can make fun of me all you want, what but is I did. that? Because that I... Just, no, I'm not kidding. I physically can't touch it. Put Walmart bags on your feet. I don't know. Do it. Anything. I can't. Specifically Walmart bags? Yeah. Be Target bags? It can be any kind of bag. <laughs> just tie it. I'm right. so serious. All right, you are a weirdo. We have yeah. learned that about you this morning. You are a weirdo, I'm a germaphobe. I can't there, touch things. Very good. Thank you very much. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You know how much I love Glory Days Grill. The seasonal menu is available still at Glory Days Grill with all those comfort food classics you love. The short rib grilled cheese. Um, oh, my God. I love the smoky thigh wings. and They got the Alabama barbecue sauce for them. They also have the uh, house-made meatloaf, the grilled meatloaf sandwich. It's all available. Get your order in right now at glorydaysgrill.com. All right, in the Super Bowl this Sunday, two of the brightest young stars at the running back position will square off as Cam Akers and Joe, Mi- Joe Mixon <laughs> Tote the rock for their respective teams. They're, they're good, but brightest young stars? I mean, Cam Akers is... They're good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just worth All right. Um, I disagree. If, if, I, <laughs> if I... Rage <laughs> against the machine! If either player cracks 100 yards rushing, they will be the first players to do so this postseason. Through three rounds of the NFL playoffs, no player running back or otherwise has rushed for 100 yards in a single game. The highest total was Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers in the wild card round versus the Cowboys when he rushed for 96 yards, and even then, he did it on 27 carries, averaging just 3.6 yards per carry. According to ESPN Stats and Info, in NFL history, five players have averaged over 93 rushing yards per game from the running pack from the running back position. Who are they? In in playoff history? Mm-hmm. Is there a minimum game type of thing? No. Oh, like so like is Timmy Anderson on the list because of it then? No. The, I, I this is just what ESPN put. There might be a minimum game. Okay. Type of thing, I was going to say. Um all right, so I'll try Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is fifth on the list, 93.5. And I'm sorry, 93.3. How many did you say there were? Five. So he's fifth. Uh, Thurman Thomas. No. Uh, uh, Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. No. How about... Man. Uh, Jerome Bettis. No. Yikes. Uh, Walter Payton. No. <laughs> Not going well. Not going well. How about... Uh, boy. Uh, hmm. Not uh, Edron James. No. Marshall Falk. No. Terrell Davis. Terrell yeah, Davis is number one. That earlier. Yeah, 142.5 yards yeah, per game. Yeah, that one's Crazy. on me. Crazy. Yeah, that's, I, I screwed that up. Uh, John Riggins. John Riggins is second, 110.7. You have two left. Franco Harris. No. How about Marcus Allen? How about Marshawn Lynch? No. How about uh, uh, Roger Craig? No. Larry Zonka? Mm-mm. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Curtis Martin? Mm-mm. This may be the worst you've ever done. I was doing all right for a little bit. You were. Uh, I, I, I had a real groove where I got two of them in a row, and then I <laughs> couldn't get another one. Uh uh, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, 103.4. You have one left. The funny thing is these are all Hall of Famers. Like, I could have just named Hall of Fame running backs and I would have gotten them. Is the fifth one a Hall of Famer, too? Not yet, but he probably will be. Not yet, but he probably will be. Not yet. Frank Gore? No. He probably will be whenever he, five years after he stops playing, is what I'm saying. 
Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, 104 points. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer or not, but I, I hear what you're trying he's, to say. He's, he's very, very good. good. There's no debate about, it, debate about that. All right. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you today by Live Casino and Hotel. Looking for somewhere to watch the big game. The FanDuel Sportsbook is the place to be. It's just such an awesome atmosphere with the live betting. It, it's it's crazy. I had such a good time in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel. Email events at sportssocialmd.com to get your spot. Totally Tubular brought to you by the CIAA Tournament. It's going to be an amazing event right here in Baltimore. It really is going to overtake the entire city. See the excitement in person as some of the best college basketball in the country comes to Baltimore's Royal Farms Arena with the CIAA Men's and Women's Conference Tournaments from February 22nd through 26th. Get your tickets now, CIAAtournament.org. That's CIAAtournament.org. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular-wise. Not a lot. Uh, Big Ten hoops tonight, Wisconsin-Michigan State at 7, and Indiana-Northwestern at 9 on Big Ten Network. Illinois-Purdue, that's a big one at 9 on ESPN. The rest of the college hoops, find at glennclarkradio.com. NBC Sports Washington, Blue Jackets Capitals at 7. TNT, Celtics Nets, 730, Bucks Lakers, 10. Olympics on NBC, USA, and CNBC tonight. Uh, if you're up early tomorrow morning, the first USA men's curling match of uh, the tournament is tomorrow morning, 7.05. I believe it's airing on Peacock. And uh, Man U, Burnley at 3 on USA. The Sci-Fi Network for WWE NXT at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, Super Bowl greatest commercials, all-time classics at 8 o'clock on CBS. Sure. Uh, your favorite, Channing Tatum, is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. I do like Channing Tatum. You're not gonna give Although I have zero interest in the Sandra Bullock movie. That, that just looks awful to me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really it. They, I mean, uh, Abbott Elementary. You love Abbott Elementary. Yeah, that, people don't like to night. put things on up against the Olympics because normally the Olympics are a ratings juggernaut. I don't think this one's been the ratings juggernaut that other Olympics have been. I uh, think people could have just gone ahead and aired their shows right now. I would have preferred that. Gemstones was good on Sunday night. It was oh, so it was good. Really we just good. watched it last oh, night. It, it was, was so really good. good. Watch Tinder, uh, Tin, Tinder Swindler. Watch that. It's good. It's good. It's worth the viewing. All right, Cassidy, uh, social media. Uh, Instagram, Cassidy underscore Elizabeth22, and then Twitter, Cassidy Butler 5 Very good. Thanks today to uh, Spira Marikas. Thanks also to Patrick Stevens and to Doc Holliday. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Trey Mancini is going to join us tomorrow. Um, Trey's doing something really incredible for healthcare workers right now, and I want to give it a little uh, publicity. And we'll talk to Trey about baseball. We'll talk to him about the you know, fences moving, all that. But there's um, something really in- incredible that Trey's doing, so he's going to join us on the show tomorrow. Also, uh, Chick Conquo, Maryland tight end, uh, had a big week at the East-West Shrine game. We'll check, catch up with him. I believe Drew might be stopping by, and, of course, Simply the Bets tomorrow as well. So lots to do on the program. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the CIAA Tournament, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Um, go USA Curling. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.